0: Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Andy Wood, and I'm back. I'm back home here in, in Valley Village, here in the backyard. It's back
1: from Chicago. I'm Matt Kirschen, and I've been. I've been waiting. I, I've, I left a candle burning. <laughs> I tied a ribbon around a tree.
0: We did have a moment when we were singing a duet that we weren't aware we were singing while we were both looking at the moon, <coughs> a la an American tale is that what it was West? from
1: I was just doing it <laughs> I wasn't aware it was a filmic reference um this we've, we've done episodes with comedians and we've done episodes with scientists uh this is our first episode with a comedian and scientist sibling pair yes <laughs> uh we were a. Uh, it's like a high concept sitcom isn't it it's it, uh, it is yeah. under one roof they're together at last yeah. it's uh um we, we were meeting up with a. Uh, uh, Hank Thompson, who is sat opposite me right now. Hello, guys. Uh, comedian. Hi. This is the, the comedian part of the brother. That would be me. Pair. Uh, Comedian yep. and also currently working at the Young Turks. That's right. Um, which I'm sure a lot of you have seen their many, many YouTube videos that are watched by millions and mm-hmm. also now producer of the Jimmy Dore show, which is the... Co- first comedy show on the Young Turks
2: Network. That's right. I run the comedy channel at the Young Turks. I do a lot of other stuff there too, but uh, yeah. And you're a stand-up comic. I'm a stand-up comic. I recently moved from Chicago. Yeah, I moved here from Chicago Um, in April.
1: And and, uh, We were talking about our show and talking about how we like getting scientists on, and
2: I went, uh, you know, my brother's a neuroscientist. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and your first response was, oh, could he do our show? And then, and then I was like, yeah, he could. And then he go, well, do you think he can talk? Is he able? I was like, yeah, <laughs> he was Homecoming King. Of course he can talk.
1: Which, by the way, yeah. was
2: hilarious. That was the what you,
1: as a Brit, like the fact, Homecoming King is such an alien concept to a Brit. Uh, right. like, it, you might as well said he was the Hamburglar. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, <laughs> so funny, though, because you guys do understand monarchy. We yeah. should be the ones for whom that's, maybe Homecoming president should right. be our thing. Right, I was going to say, like, bringing yeah secretary president. of state yeah.
2: or uh, in Britain it's the homecoming prime minister yeah, <laughs> at the prom yeah no totally uh, why, why don't you get the king concept we have queens we don't have yeah. princes
0: I mean when you have a fancy dress party would anybody ever be crowned the best uh, dressed <laughs>
2: yeah <at>
1: the... <laughs> they would but it, uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't use a monarchy based system to designate would there'd be no king of the party there'd be maybe right. well that'd be a threat dressed. to
2: the real monarchy right. how
0: do you That's decide so who why? gets the cheese hedgehog wouldn't there be, have to be some kind of uh, isn't that what it's called uh, yeah yeah. Pine yeah. Pineapple and cheese Pineapple and right. cheese hotchog. Yeah
2: it's <laughs> a bunch of Toothpicks with cheese Right Yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah what could go he wrong He listens
0: He does his work Yeah Anyway so we're putting off Our second introduction A little bit too long The more uh, important uh, guest By the way No 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 <laughs> no no, no, no. We don't, this, Every it's
2: comedy guest is and science. Yes. Yes. A comedian uh, just means I was a, I was a guy Who was bored with my job This is a dude Who cares about What he does for a living um, so.
1: so we have Dr. Chris Thompson
2: Oh uh, thank you Who's a,
1: I, I had to make a note Of all of this uh, Postdoctoral Postdoctoral fellow at the Scripps uh, Research Institute in the Department of Cellular and Molecular Neuroscience. Very good, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I can uh-huh. read my own writing
0: minutes ago.
1: <laughs> yes, good to be here. Thank you. Right,
0: and also a listener to the show, or so yeah. he would have yes. us believe. Yeah, he, he no. knew some facts uh, that he had to. This is
3: probably
2: funny for you guys to have, like someone. Well,
0: it's very, it's very I kind know. of you. Yeah. Hey,
2: so, keep keep the mic by your face, I there, smart you. guy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: Is this Is the this sibling rivalry that goes on? <laughs> yeah. I know Mike Technique. Yeah, I know cellular microbiology or cellular neuroscience. Yeah, yeah just right. gonna, wanna oh, they don't like teach Mike
3: techniques. You don't study that? No, no, uh, I, did, I missed that
0: class. No, actually. That's not yeah, part yeah. of it. You don't have to defend that as part of your. <laughs> right. uh,
1: but you 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 have done extensive research into voices or. Speech. Yes
3: well, sort of yes, right, so i'm uh, most of my research up to, to this point has been in vocal communication uh, in animals, so basically mm-hmm. the understanding the neural mechanisms behind uh, vocal learning and communication, and i've worked on adult plasticity in. Animals that vocalize what is and learn that? their vocalizations. So there are only a few examples: groups of animals that we know that learn their vocalizations. Of course, humans uh-huh. are the main one, and part of the reason why there's interest in neuroscience for understanding the learned mechanisms of vocalizations is because we want. You can only do so many experiments with humans, so you have to look for animal models, and there are only only a few animal models. Whales and dolphins uh-huh. are a group of animals that that learn their vocalizations, but. They're mean, difficult what does learning your vocalization mean? It's not instinctive. And it's it's taught, not instinctive. It's yeah, taught so by older. So, good, conclusive evidence that they actually learn their vocalizations, and there are a series of tests in which, in which you demonstrate that an animal will learn its vocalizations. Okay, that's been shown with whales and dolphins. So we know that they learn their vocalizations. Okay. Bats are. There's good evidence that they actually learn their vocalizations. There's some limited, although kind of shoddy evidence that elephants may learn their vocalizations mm-hmm. and then songbirds uh, is the other group and then songbirds parrots and hummingbirds are the three groups of birds that are known to learn their vocalizations And, your and so research, I've studied songbirds yes. which
1: I'd imagine makes sense because they're a lot easier to get in a lab exactly. than a whale yes.
3: yeah right yeah. that's exactly right when you're comparing a zebra finch to a whale yes it's a big it's a big advantage um, yeah. there,
1: there was a story um, that was in the news this well two stories uh that came up in the news this week that were about animal calls, and, uh-huh. and one of them uh, is that scientists, a group of scientists, have found out that dolphins call out to each other uh, by name. Uh-huh. They put that in inverted commas, but um,
2: they put this- the name in. Well, they put the concept by name. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. what you, you call that? Inverted exactly. commas?
0: <laughs> another British thing. That yeah, this happens on
2: quotation the... marks. By the way, I'm a fan in the, of probably science, so I'll uh, speak for you, Andy, right now. <laughs> every
0: week. Every, every week? week, there's yeah. another yeah. thing. Like, that like fancy I dress I party
2: was I won. have lived
1: in this yeah. country on and off for six years now, and every week there'll be another thing that I'll say. What did you Assuming that, like, everyone uses it, Inverted and then commas. the conversation will stop, and it'll have to be all about me and England for a few minutes. We're not going to
0: forget. Well to come back to Dolphins Well, let's yeah. spend 30 seconds on inverted commas what do, you,
2: what do you call an O an upside down zero <laughs> makes no sense Inverted commas. Go, inverted go com- ahead, Andy. I'm inverted sorry. Com- I no,
0: it's, I, I just wanted to know if that was a jokey thing that, So that is a thing right. that you no. would say unironically. Inverted commas. In your land. That
2: is a thing I would say to mean quotation marks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You
0: okay. use
3: a lift to lift up the inverted com- the comma, and then it becomes an inverted.
0: <laughs> yeah. Would it yes. only refer to single quotation marks though? Like not. it would.
1: Yeah. Not the
2: double. No, okay. Commas plural, so I think. Apostrophes. Be Those are apostrophes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, uh, it should be noted
0: when you said inverted comma, you were making this motion with your yes. fingers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, the air quotes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. yeah, Which in Britain they call atmosphere quotes. Yeah, it's something yes. weird.
1: No, normally the other way around. Like America tends to be the one that uses the more complicated version when there's you, two. I, uh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Do you say glove
0: glove box or glove compartment? Uh, glove box. See that, that? I will admit that I, I say glove compartment, and it's right. two extra syllables. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. it's a right. worse, yeah. completely inefficient
3: versus elevator. Parking, yeah, parking, exactly.
0: Parking structure. Oh, actually, it's the same as garage, but we say structure for president
3: reason. versus king. Right. <laughs> and lorry is yeah. such a nice, neat word, it's but a for word. a truck, it's anyway. We yeah. don't have to spend. That.
0: So, yeah, back to the <laughs> story.
3: So, back to the story.
1: <laughs> dolphins. <laughs> so what? What? What they did was uh, in the research was they recorded dolphins talking to each other and they identified when one dolphin was calling another one, okay. and they recorded this and then played it back. Uh, and found out that dolphins would only respond to their own name. Okay. So they, so the one, the call that was summoning a specific dolphin, when they play, even on playback, mm. would only summon that dolphin. Right. Even. So they're
3: playing their own individual yeah. vocalization, yeah. and then it brings back but, that no, but But Dolph- not, not, not,
1: not the dolphin's vocalization. Yeah. Th- another dolphin's vocalization towards that dolphin. A, oh, interesting. And yeah. so, so that
3: dolphin was coming. Okay.
1: So it would be effectively like me going... Hank and then uh, so, and then that being recorded by some dolphin scientists <laughs> yeah and then they, they played it back to all of us and Hank's the only one who turns around when that
2: was yeah, played back that's but ex- usually the you're nowhere get... you're nowhere to be found and I'm a really weirded out human because <laughs> yeah. someone...
0: right. huh <laughs> <Matt>? huh
2: <laughs> What? Who's calling to me? There's dolphins in lab coats yeah.
0: behind a one-way mirror. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. They're fucking with dolphins is what they're doing. They're, they're screwing fucking with the, dolphins, yeah. but also interesting, if, showing
0: that do- again, no. dolphins... Right. Are-
2: that's fascinating.
3: Yeah, because The way I had interpreted that initially was that they're playing the vocalization that the dolphin is emitting back to it and then if it's coming to it, songbirds do that. So that's one way that they maintain ter- 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 territories. They use their song as a way of sort of interacting with other males. and So if you can't scientists do this we go out we'll record a, a songbird and if you play it back to them they get really pissed off and they start attacking the speaker like it's really oh, funny wow. to see so they'll come up if it's breeding season and they're defending territories they'll they'll, they'll if you put up a, like especially a decoy so just a model of uh of us of the species that you're working with they will tear it apart pull out all wow. the feathers and it'll just be obliterated if you leave it for too long wow yeah, nice. yeah they're
2: very nasty hey, yeah. but it's their own voice they're responding to
3: yeah, so, yeah. but they don't, I don't think they necessarily realize that because right. the songbirds are going to share a lot of their vocalizations across a given region. I mean, it depends on what species you're talking about, but yeah. yes, right. Yeah. Do so you think they- there's,
0: there's more differentiation among humans in the actual tenor of our voices than there are between these birds? Or just because we are humans, we hear the subtleties of our voices more distinctly? Than? Oh,
3: it depends on the bird that you're talking about. So that's the other thing. Songbirds, they number. There are about 4,500 different species of songbirds. Mm-hmm. And it, to, to put that number into context, that's about the number of different species of mammals on Earth. So oh. of all, the, animal, all wow. the mammals on Earth, there there's are just as many, many songbirds, songbirds, just songbirds. So that's a huge amount of variety that you can have. And so there's a, there's a great variety in uh, how many songs that a given species will learn. So there are many species that just learn a single song, and they learn that like, as, a, as a juvenile. Uh, So they learn it from their father, and then once they reach sexual maturity, that song is what they learn, and that's just what they're going to sing. And there can be variety because it's what they learn from their father. There are other songbirds where they just kind of have a very simple song, and it's like all the birds kind of share that. But there will be dialects too across different regions. What are the
2: mothers doing? Why aren't they teaching the kids anything?
3: It's kind of it's a very sex biased thing. Yeah, although there's variety in that too. So there are species where both the male and the female sing, and they perform these duets. It's called duetting, and where the female will. Sing along with the man, like Huey and Lewis like... and Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: the go-to duet. Right, yeah, exactly. right. Everybody knows <laughs> that. So Yet yes. again,
1: another similarity between Songbirds and Huey Lewis and Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> They're <there laughs> <are> like <two laughs> duetting. One songbirds. among many. Yes, right. It sounds about <laughs> the same. I think, actually. So, so this is a this is a step up from them recognizing their own tone. This is yeah. This is the dolphins. Yes, it is. Recognize like having names for each other. Right. right? Yeah. Although. Is named what a, is in a name? Yeah, I mean, well, so yeah.
3: it could be that this is a vocalization that they're using. Dolphins are incredibly social animals, and again, I'm not a marine biologist, so I'm going on just what I kind of know. But they're very social animals, and they—you could imagine a system where they have calls to have that social cohesion. Something that's learned, something that's then specific to a given individual, mm-hmm. and they have to have these alliances. And and I know that there's a hierarchy within dolphins as well. Dolphin pods, so. To maintain that, I can
1: imagine individual specific calls, is that a name? Well, I guess you might call it So, that. But it could be yeah. sort of function like, like the way we would give each other a name. Or right. it could be more like hey, captain, number two, yes, number yeah. three. Exactly. It might be something along those so lines. It's, it's like back left dolphin. Way, yeah. yeah, if it's Ensign. specific to rank,
4: you Ensign.
3: could adjust that by monitoring the, the pod over time. And seeing comparing how it to it, a different exactly, pods And, and see <laughs> how it changes over time. Mm-hmm. So that would be another thing that would be important for this. And that's why I'm sure they put them in, what did you call it, uh, inverted air yeah yeah. so right because we can't conclusively say that it's a name right it can't spell out dolphin but it sounds
2: I mean I'm speaking out of complete ignorance but it sounds like they uh, can play a sound and a specific dolphin reacts to that So, so if you like they have like a keyboard and it can press different, yeah, dolphins' names, like. and then he, he, a specific dolphin. They know which one's head will. Someone like cool. Jean-Michel Jarre could fuck a dolphin pod right up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know get the reference, but I'm I all about. Either, it. But
0: I'm assuming it's an avant <laughs> car musician. He's a like French, like
1: <laughs> '80s electro guy. He was the one okay. with a with, the, a with the laser harp and everything uh,
0: uh, you'd have seen <laughs> you seen the concert okay, it sounds like the yeah.
2: laser harp that's about the pinnacle of 80s music yeah, you know, yeah. That, that's taking like the key guitar a fairman, to a whole kind new... of
0: like it would detect when you blocked one of the it's lasers exactly right. and make it uh, yeah okay. nice yeah.
2: Yes. they should do that with tennis courts I've been saying this for years what do you mean To tell you when the ball's out of bounds put a laser along the line I thought of this oh in yeah the 90s. why would you need a judge yeah yes yeah. Get rid of the humans. That's not hard Well, they on. have that now, don't they? I'm they sure they do. F- yes, yeah. they do. Hawkeye. Yeah. Right. I played tennis in the 90s. So I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Because <Yeah. laughs>
1: there's, there's, there's always a lot of controversy on that one. Right. Controversy. <laughs> controversy. And, uh, <laughs> that one I know. Um, but whenever they try and introduce technology to sport, there's always people kind of going, ah, take some of the blood out of... And everyone else is going no it just lets you yeah. know like there's millions of it makes it more fair millions yeah. of yeah. dollars riding on this game and like one blinking of a umpire can yeah. change that yeah yeah yeah, it takes the mistakes out of the game
0: yeah that's the fun of it yeah. is having some errors it's that wrong. really mad it's the fun about. that an entire
1: nation is furious about for yeah. decades yeah
2: exactly right. all right well i, so, I, I distract us with no,
0: no no no. actually that, i wanted to talk about that so you played tennis in the 90s you said
2: yep i was we're, in the 90s i was in the tennis so you listen there? to the show don't apologize oh, for yes, going off topic is...
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think any listener who got through last week's episode can like forgive us for a little bit less science this week i think that was a pretty heavy it was a very heavy yeah. it, was it was a wonderful episode. episode it we was would... great it was one of my favorites but what? it was pretty heavy stuff i've listened to it again i had to go back and listen to the whole thing again just to try to reprocess some of those there were
1: the. Yeah, Dr. Sean Carroll dropped some big concepts on yeah, us, like yeah. a lot of them in a in a row, like very quickly. It's cool. another thing that your brain won't be able
2: to deal with for yeah. a bit. Well, we, Chris is good at that. He, <laughs> yeah. If we wanted to go there, yeah. we can go there too. But unless you want to talk about tennis in high school. No, I in just wanted Midwest. I wanted to use that to segue
0: I, into uh, okay. talking about your like your whether there was any rivalry or what your upbringing was. Oh. The two of you together, what your uh, relationship was. You know,
2: yeah, as a, as a kids, I don't know. He was. Uh, well, in high school, he was always the better brother. He was good. At, he, was good at, he was good at life. I, I, yeah, I'll take a water. Sure. Oh, I said that in the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> it can be forgiven. I think that's Bleep okay. all that out. Just, saying, Do you want some water? Yeah. Fuck. Me, um, sorry. The better brother. Uh, no, go on. I, I, I'm doing my own I podcast like in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we were, were about two years apart. Uh-huh. Uh, a little under, and so he was a. Yeah, I was one year behind in school, and he was the popular guy. All the teachers loved. He. Had, I mean, I'm kissing his. But a little bit. Uh, but keep going. Every group liked him. He was one of those weird people that, like, the teachers. There were a
0: couple kids like that in my school. Yeah, I don't get it. But yeah. in a
2: non-annoying way, somehow. Yeah. Like the jocks mm-hmm. didn't like. He was smart, so the nerds liked him. Uh, the blacks liked him for some reason. <laughs> the blacks. Uh, it was amazing. It was great. <laughs> but yeah. you got along with everybody. Yeah. And uh, I actually I didn't. Care, I, just, I didn't care to be alive. Along and that it, thread, but, I was on. Um,
3: I was in the La Raza Club. Yeah, he was in the, was La the La Raza Club. The only white guy in the La, Well, oh it was because I was friends with people. And the what
2: club? The Laraza. So this is like here we go. This is this is the other version. Yeah. 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 Unlike uh, Br- Britain, we have this thing called Mexicans. Here right. in the country. They're, they're called inverted. No. Okay. Um. What am I doing? Um.
0: I feel do like the ethnicities <laughs> are included with other cliques. Like there was the freaks, the geeks, the jocks, the blacks. Like, I don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah. That, so. Well, you break apart the lunch tables. That's what you're doing. Um. Yeah. You were in the. La Ra- oh, yes. Oh, I was well, in Matt's Ra- back. Because yeah. you were just couldn't Ra- have friends with right. them that
0: Let's, you were. It was solidarity. Yes.
2: Right. And yeah. uh, so I was part
3: of uh, cross cultural club. Yeah. And they needed. An additional guy to do oh, their um, uh, 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 they were doing an event for for La Raza, and so I joined the club because I had some friends in there. Yeah. Uh, we were doing the Mexican hat dance, yeah, and so I went on stage at the local community college uh, for the like the cross cultural uh, event that we were doing, and, and as part of La Raza. I did the Mexican hat dance in the full get up with a big hat. See, I'm pretty sure amazing. at my school we so did so that fun. at some point, but just yeah. didn't realize it was racist. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I was o- the only white guy. Yeah, you know, was, did you get a lot legitimate. of attention because of that? Like, you I, know, I re- the, the main thing that I remember is just the yearbook photo.
2: and yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like me looking like one of the three amigos. Yeah, um, it does. Yes. You have the big sombrero. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there in high is. school, my I generally had to deal with a lot of, "Hey, where's your brother? Where's your brother? Do you know? you know?" I'm like, "No." I'm trying to, I'm, I'm busy going to, you know, do shitty work at, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, just, I, I, yeah. I, I had the same, yeah. So I, I was always outshined uh-huh. by him, That's, and then uh, uh, I followed him to University of Illinois because I wanted to continue to be outshined right. by him, <laughs> and, yes. and that was nice. Yeah. Uh, but as kids, like, we were, we kind of had, we didn't come from a scientific family. I don't no. know if we'd look at our ancestors and- Note any significant no, intelligence, intelligence. In the academic path. Yeah. The what what city did you go? What yeah. did you grow up in? Did you go uh, Elgin, Illinois. Elgin, yeah, just yeah. outside of Chicago. Outside of Chicago. Don't
0: they make? I could be pulling this out of my ass, but I played trombone growing up. I, I, I can picture uh, a, um, a marking from some brand. From doesn't Elgin make some brass instruments? Isn't there a company mm, there? I, I don't know. Is that I, Box it Well, is, is no, it's located, famous lady? for its watches. Its watches. Yeah. So, so, and there place.
3: may be
2: other things tied to that. Yeah. I thought yes. there were some brass. Oh, instruments and it's trombones. Oh, right. Yes, the trombone factory. That big big, big trombone factory out there in the trombone district. (laughs) But other than that, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I'm looking it up. I want to say... Possibly.
2: I don't know. I mean, I think every town in America had at one point some kind of cool... Trombone district. Yeah, trombone (laughs) (laughs) district.
0: That French horn district. Those fucking bastards. Um, That's in, like, Montreal, though. Yeah, 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 exactly. Don't want you mixing with those sousaphone Nazis in Peoria
2: <laughs> we got beat up by the oboe gang um, those yeah.
0: flugelhorns out in Joliet are no joke guys <laughs> Joliet no joke they threw the flugelhorn in the river we gotta, gotta go get a new one that's good I don't know that, that's like a, that, a uh, if there's a rivalry like the Tufts would come and like break your trumpet yes, over their, and their right knee right place their trumpet Don't get yourself yeah. one but you could yeah. fight
2: them off by poking them in the face with a trombone slider <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get back! Um, so what Elgin Illinois? You guys, yeah, Elgin. But as kids, yes. we had like—I uh, remember—we mm-hmm. had this big toy chest with a giant jagged piece of metal sticking off of it because of irresponsibility. Because <laughs> you
1: cut
3: you your leg on it Yeah, I was four years old. We were yeah. playing this game, jumping off the toy yeah, the chest toy with chest. the jagged piece of metal <laughs> hanging.
1: It. When you're a kid, and that's, that's, that's a legitimate game. game. Yeah, what was the yeah. game? Well, we jumped off the thing. The, yeah, yeah, we jumped off the this, thing this. that had the toys and So what were the yeah, rules yeah. of the game? Well, you get on the thing and then you jump, you jump off it off and it. you <laughs> yes, go far. Right. Yeah. And you want to see if you hit, you know,
3: you should land. And I didn't land. I ended up getting caught into the metal. Yeah, like a strapping And it went deep into
2: my leg yeah. And yeah, That was, that's when that was most, one of my first exposures the, to science and medicine. And parenting. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, that's when most games end, is when a, a, a kid gets a piece of metal stuck sure in his leg.
0: Hu- you're not even reaching the ground. You're being hung <laughs> up. Yeah. Like it it really day, was like I, dangling. I think
3: my torso hit the ground, but the rest of me did not. Oh, oh yeah. was it really that yeah. bad? Yeah, it was that deep. Fa- I, mean, oh, I didn't deep. know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was
2: super deep. Apologies wow. to all of our listeners who just shut it. That explains why you only walk in circles. Wait, do you blame Hank? Was
0: Hank talking to you? No, I can't blame him. But that toy chest,
2: we had many, many many
1: years in a wheelchair with yes. nothing but a chemistry That's right. set yes. <laughs> yeah. <And so> <laughs> to
3: keep me on this path. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't go outside and play. So. You either, you either become a
0: brilliant scientist that. or uh, yes. an evil supervillain. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Those yeah.
3: things are not mutually yeah. exclusive. That's true. That's, true. That's, true. That's, true.
1: That's true. <laughs> Yeah, not a lot how, of dumb supervillains. you super use villains? your uh, finch voice studies for evil? Ah, uh, yeah.
2: Oh. Well, I've got a legion of, of finches now. They're well, genetically engineered. Yeah, you put like the speakers in people's faces and then you attack their enemies because that, that <laughs> wasn't working.
0: Okay, here's your name. The know. Tweeter. That's <laughs> so nice. your evil... That's good. Dr. Tweeter. Dr. Yeah, tweeter.
1: Yeah, yeah, why would you deny him his... He yeah, worked right. <laughs> I worked, worked so goddamn hard for yeah. my PhD. I'm yeah. yeah. going to be
3: called Dr. Tweeter. He has to defend his thesis. <laughs> and as soon as I'm on the tenure track, you can upgrade it to Professor Tweeter. Professor
0: Tweeter. There are no good here. There are no super... Superheroes that have Doctor as only villains. Yeah, Doctor Doom, Doctor Octopus. Right. Well, there's Professor Aquaman. Xavier. Aquaman has a
2: degree. Okay. There's Professor. Gabriel. Aquaman has a degree in saxophone.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> does. That's why he drives a seahorse. Um, <laughs> that could be. That could be completely Bruce true. Banner? <laughs> Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner count. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's
3: some expression Dr. Right. Bruce. But then yeah. he's not known but as the, Dr. Hulk.
0: But he's not always <laughs> Yeah. It's it's a nebulous thing whether he's a good guy, right? I mean, like he's he usually fights for good, but like he's kind of out of control. Yeah. He's a, he's a, just a force of nature. Um Is listeners if nature? you have a
1: view on this, please uh email in yeah. and uh mark your letters Dr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that'll narrow just down mark
1: your envelopes. Evil Doctor. Well, speaking of which, by the way, we forgot at the top of the show. We have to we've uh, got some listener mail. And we've got to thank uh, Andy, do you have it handy?
0: I will look it up. We ha- we got an, a, a we, donation we, from. We a got listener, a kind
1: which, donation, uh, which we should have mentioned right at the top of the show.
0: And you can, uh, by the way, you can donate at probablyscience.com. There's a little PayPal donate button, and we appreciate that. It helps. We always us appreciate any he
1: helps to, with the uh, hosting fees and the the cost of putting this, on this show. Uh, this the was studio.
0: David this, David Lowe from D- the UK. David Lowe from the UK. Oh, it, a nice oh. donation.
1: Thank you very much, David. Uh, sorry we didn't thank you for a couple of weeks, but we loaded up a few episodes before Andy went off to Chicago. So. <laughs> yeah. So Speaking we've only of, just got yeah. back.
0: Speaking of which, yeah, I just spent a week in Chicago. And oh yeah, it's okay. the best. Did you I enjoy love the great it. scene there?
2: Good comedy. Oh my god,
0: it's so much fun. Yeah. It's yeah. so easy to get around. Like I yeah. would, I would be out my brother's door in Old Town and at the at the gig where I was going in fifteen minutes, and that's including. Riding the L. Yeah. It's, yeah.
2: it's a great town. You don't need a car there. That's one thing. I, when I live there, I It's had horrible a car. to drive. I've driven in Chicago and it's yeah. a misery. It is. Yeah. Long it's long it's the worst. Driving. It's not but Boston. It's Boston. Really Boston is easy to get around. It's you know. a horrific town to drive in. I've personally. done both. Yeah. Chicago is at least laid out in some sort of Chicago way. Chicago is
1: and Chicago's laid out more logically, but yeah. the drivers are meaner.
2: Just very, yeah, yeah. The drivers yeah, are. Arse- like Chicago. They're if you're
1: very... listening, if we've got Chicago listeners, and I know we do, <laughs> you're lovely people, you're a great comedy audience, you're arseholes behind the wheels. Yes. And they're proud of that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, because I by by the time I'd been there for a few days, I had about three or four minutes of material specifically about how <laughs> arseholy Chicago drivers were, and them and the more I talked about it, the Bigger the gig got Like the more they are like Yeah
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're right We are fucking jerks Yeah Yeah Local pride in being an asshole I thought that was just in Philly I thought that was only a Philly thing No
1: Like any other aspect Like outside of the Outside of the car If you call them ourselves I'm sure they would be upset Because they're generally not But also, right. the, the, within the context is, of traffic, yeah. Chicago, you're assholes, and you seem very happy about that,
0: <laughs> But genuinely yeah. nice people, and uh, very attractive women. I'm not just pandering here. I, yeah. Maybe it's just that that's, you know, I'm from the Midwest, so it's... And I mentioned that on stage, something about... Uh,
2: yeah, from the Midwest. So, oh.
0: You're like my mom yeah. would have been. Yeah.
2: you basically, you're like, you're not fat like I assumed. <laughs> yeah.
0: Weird. No, but I mentioned something about healthy calves and it was a genuine compliment to the city and people were like, no, I don't think that's a compliment. Like, no, I like it. The lady's legs here. They got some meat in a good way. In a good yeah, way. yeah. I that sounds like one I of those old-timey get, compliments
2: uh, you'd say about women yeah. back in the 30s. You're going
0: to love this gal. She's got healthy, calves. Look like, she can healthy carry, calves. She can carry
2: a gallon of milk. Yeah. <laughs> Even two in an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the town.
0: I love, well, I'm glad gigs. you had a good time. Have
2: you be- spent I, much time there before?
0: I, well, I grew up in Michigan. I, I, okay, actually, I spent right. one year... Michigan's a was, suburb of Chicago. <laughs> yes. yeah. right. well, I lived in Deerfield for one year when okay. I was five years old. Oh, that um, doesn't count. And uh, I th- I think we even got to go see a taping of Bozo, but I was very in young. Chicago. So, yeah. That was a oh, huge thing.
1: You were small and young and you were at thigh level, like Hurt. calf level maybe and saw a few and something got like, implanted early. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, that's You're when like, the This is the essence uh, of
2: womanhood. Yeah. 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 You, are you referring to seeing Bozo's calves? Bo- <laughs> I was, you know who Bozo is? He has is? some hits. It's yeah. Really yeah. I think
1: yeah. I do know who Bozo is, but I think, Clowns again, from, from references in other shows, I, yeah. like, Bo- that, there's a lot of things in America, and a lot of things generally, where... I end up seeing like either the parody or the dramatic reversioning of right, before right. I see the original. Or just <laughs> yeah. the reference. Like there's so many classic movies that I I've got around to seeing years after I should have done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then just gone, oh, that's why that was in The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, uh, for sure. That's
0: like me with Weird Al. Like, so many songs I knew first from a polka medley on in 3D, and then I'm like, oh, smoke on the water. That's what the real version sounds <laughs> I just thought that was a Weird Al invention. Uh, speaking of which, my nephew, I hate to make this all about my trip, but I also got so to it... see my, ne- my three- and seven-year-old nephews. Oh, do you have pictures of them? Uh, well, I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> This, Let me see this him. Is, uh, this is uh, my nephew, uh, who's three, dressed as Batman, singing the Weird Al um, Star Wars song to the tune of American Pie. Whoa. <laughs> Hold
2: okay. Hold on a second. So he's already a hipster. That's it's, good. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: and we should point out right now... Um, like that wasn't a recording. Andy has that child in a small yeah. echoey cave. Yeah, <laughs> That's
0: right. no, I just That's have a very souvenirs. versatile yeah. this songbird-like syrinx that I'm able to uh, use yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, is that the right word? So S- syrinx. Yes. Was that, that, is that a is. mating call yes. that that kid was doing? That, there, no, he's too young
3: to be doing mating calls. <laughs> I officially could say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the syrinx. Right. The syrinx yeah, is, right. is right. what's that the of What's that? What's a syrinx? Well, that is the vocal organ that songbirds use to actually sing. It's it's similar to our larynx, except that. You know, our larynx sits at the top of our trachea and our voice box, right? Larynx mm-hmm. the voice box. The, Wait, the, the s- voice
2: box and larynx are different. P- voice what?
3: box is sort of the generic term for the larynx, or maybe the more s- focusing more on the vocal part of the larynx because the larynx does yeah. more than just vocalize. It's yeah. used in swallowing and breathing and that kind of thing. So okay. it has a lot of different parts to it. Okay, making sure that you're not putting food into your lungs. Epiglottis. Yes, <laughs> that, very good. Goddamn right. <laughs> I've been waiting weeks um, to say that. The syrinx is totally different, so it's past all of that. It's way down at the bottom of the trachea, like near the lungs. So it's down where the trachea splits into the bronchi, going to the individual lungs for the for the bird. And it's oh. a, but it's a series of muscles down there, which part of it. One of the interesting things about this organ is that it's got now two airways in which it can generate sound. So it actually it's almost like they have two voice boxes. So they can generate sound on both sides because they're these vocal tracks yeah Uh, oh which is how they get
0: that sort of harmonized where they can yeah and
3: and it's a little more complicated so they can't really do they can't vocalize out of both sides at the same time necessarily the syrinx is very lateralized so in many songbirds and we don't know because only so many songbirds have been studied um Mm -hmm. Uh you know a couple of dozen perhaps yeah and in this kind of detail, it's like two or three songbirds. But what, from what we understand is that there's a lateralization. So low frequencies are done on one side and high frequencies are done on another side. Um, yeah, uh, but oh, sometimes that's of the like how girls and boys come out of each nut, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I've never heard that. That's Is it funny. girls on the left, boys on the right? I can yeah. never remember. It depends. Yeah. Some,
3: you know, for guys that are left-handed, it's reversed. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> right. So lucky to have a scientist on yeah. both of this And if she's bisexual, all bets are off, because <laughs> so, yeah, it's where the yeah. selection happens. So how, yeah, how does so. how does
0: the uh, how does your like at the neuro yeah. At the neurological level, right. what is your work? Because that's this mm-hmm. bigger skill so, we're talking yes. about. Yes, and so,
3: right, well, that's one of the cool things about songbirds is that they have this – okay, a lot of different cool things. One is that in many songbird species that it's very sexually dimorphic. So it's usually just males that sing. And uh, in the 70s, it was discovered that there's this series of brain uh, circuits – or nuclei in the brain that are interconnected that are responsible for song. And the way that they figured this out is that they cut the brain into thin slices, stained it with something, and saw these little nodules, and they kind of figured out that it was connected in some way. The main thing to figure out how how it actually works is that they they lesioned these nuclei, which is basically just putting... uh, a wire into the brain, and then shooting electricity through it so that it burns apart, or shooting chemicals into it after they cut it apart. No, this is before. So this oh. is in a whole animal. So, oh. uh, so they figure out where they are in the brain. Then you, they can map out where these nuclei are, and then uh, and then put these these wires into the brain so in a whole animal. Switch it off. Yes, and then just burn out the area, and then see what happens to the song. And then they and then the song gets totally messed up. So wait, how does this actually look? Necessary.
0: This is a, a live bird. Yeah and they haven't taken have they just taken off the skull
3: no you don't have to do it that way you, so, can, so you map it initially so yeah. that's the thing you use the series of sections to, to figure a 3D out where map of the yeah, yeah frame. right and so you kind of figure out like alright from this point at the top of the brain you're going to have to go down So this it's the same way when they're doing brain bar.
1: surgery on humans where they just they'll, they'll get a fairly accurate map and then they'll yeah, right. come in at an angle and Yes, exactly so, yeah, yes, so yes. and a, that's
2: what it is They take a few hundred humans and slice their brains in, in, mm-hmm. in, in exactly. slivers and then they yeah. do Well, surgery. I mean that's they have how they yeah, it. Yeah, right yeah. I mean, eventually Few have survived But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but then
3: uh, so then once you have that map uh, you can then target particular areas of the brain These guys knew that these areas seem very interesting what happens when they eliminate them and they also saw they did it in males or females and saw that Males have these big areas, and females have either smaller areas or no areas at all. So oh. this is one of the first prime examples of like major sexual dimorphism in the brain. Okay. It was a hugely controversial when they discovered this, which is really funny because this is like in the seventies, like the high point of feminism, <laughs> yeah. and there were people that were like pushing back against this, like how can you say that men and women are different? Male, females and males yeah. are different. We could do yes. the same thing no matter right. what. Yes, but like we're Natural talking about bird. birds here, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. look, Don't males sing. Th- no, 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 actual yeah. Actual, yeah. Yeah. actual birds. Just talking about birds. Yeah, yeah, it's just
2: birds. (laughs) She's a lovely
3: bird. Yeah. No. So, um, okay, so then they just burned out these areas and saw that it affected
2: song, Mm. which kind of proves that it's necessary for song. Can they program a new song into the brain? Like...
3: Boop,
2: boop, boop. That'd be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Little (laughs) little songbirds.
3: Come on. You know... Potentially, Cause, you cause could not, I mean, you can teach. So there are some songbirds that are I'm very kidding, open. ended really, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, you're okay, kidding. I, but there are songbirds that are very open ended, so you can actually like teach them uh, songs. Uh, like the birds or they, from they our, learn songs of the environment around the them. Birds from the Hunger Games. Mockingbird
2: is the example. Yeah. Chris and I watched the Hunger Games last night. <laughs> yes. Right, <yeah. laughs> Wait, that's not songbirds, that's songbirds, what yeah. that's what brothers in their thirties do. You know. <laughs> dude come up, we'll have we'll a party we've we'll got netflix
0: it's pretty awful right, Chips. Beer, right. The movie. I, it was
2: better i, I like the sci-fi elements of it in the beginning and kind of the the, the, the yeah. dystopian world and how they uh, organized see, around that but the whole like uh running around shooting at each other see
1: i was hoping that i haven't seen the films Sorry. but i've read the books and i was hoping oh, yeah. the films would be good because the books are good stories terribly written oh okay. yeah like, like, i thought the first she one was- is a Good. Bad but it's it brighter though, worse. like it's like the story is engaging and I can see why people are hooked on it, but it, like There's so many clumsy <laughs> sentences, just so awkward and extra. Uh, like okay. the the comedy writer in me is just You could have you could ch- cut seven words out of that <laughs> sentence without changing any of the meaning. Yeah. Like it's, and it would have been it's so much every sentence runs on. Um, I know I know I'm now currently waffling and being not particularly concise <laughs> when I'm yeah. slamming, but I. What I'm trying I, to say is, yeah.
0: words there were many of that we did not need to have as many of them in the yeah. thing. But the, the words were one, they of, the were joy, more than they one of
1: the joys of writing something in print as opposed to saying it out loud is you can then go over it and go, yeah. man, maybe
2: there's a better way to say this thing. Also, sure. when you speak, your spelling is perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's what's nice. <laughs> no, I know, I know what you mean. Dude. So a comedy, Actually, comedy, comedians should be editors. Is what we're saying. We all fall oh, back or on just, just editors
1: should do their job and just, just go. editors should do the job. Like. I know it was written as a kids book but you don't need that much exposition. Right? Like, it's yeah. it's so overly done in the exposition okay. like leave something to be worked out. Yeah. Every sentence someone will say or do something and then she will almost immediately write what that person was thinking and what their motivation was behind that action. Oh, so okay. Go well that, that you could Firstly, you could work that one out. <laughs> and even if you couldn't, leave some ambiguity in the characters well, it, yeah. for is a that second. Is maybe
0: part of the audience that it... I don't know. Is that something that you, when you write for kids, you're supposed no, because to they're out every better. internal... Yeah. I mean, like, people maybe. have a go at
1: J.K. Rowling sometimes right. for a writing style, but she's a thousand times better I than... I think she's
2: a brilliant writer, actually. Yeah. She yeah. describes she's... invented things that were never thought of before, and you can picture them. And yeah, and it's a great, kid's right?
1: book, but it's... Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy the Harry Potter book so much more, yeah. and, and she will, like in the harry potter books at least they'll leave they'll introduce concepts and leave you wondering for a couple of chapters i wonder what that is or why that person might have done that thing uh she won't instantly go he said this because he was cross with her for the following thing like you just (laughs) don't need that you don't need that (laughs) okay we've got very off topic when we've got a professional scientist in there but i'm also curious
0: was this (laughs) author is this another one of those like frustrated uh shut in Mormon mothers is this the story behind Hunger Games like the Twilight no, thing, no 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 I don't it...
2: think so That you're thinking of Twilight That's what,
0: yeah but I'm yeah. saying no, I don't
2: think she's like nobody that. has okay. better orgasms than a frustrated Mormon yeah, you probably. go like, months between them
0: <laughs> but it seems I like go one three of days and where... it's like
2: I'm seeing God sorry <laughs> Sorry, my brother's been visiting. I haven't spent a few, few days. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, really even after you had your Hunger Games night? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That's why I'm going to watch the rest no, of it. No, no, oh, no. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love conclusions. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> sorry. This is like bunk beds leave. all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you go 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 back to the Great website.
1: songbirds.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so all right. That, that, those are techniques worked out in the 70s. Nowadays, it's actually... it's gotten so much more advanced. So now we can actually lower electrodes directly into the brain into these areas into uh, you know a full a uh, live animal. Oh. Um these electrodes have little motor drives that are glued onto their heads, so that you can adjust where the electrode is, so that you can record from neurons while they're singing. So you, you know this is all done under surgery when they're yeah. under anesthesia when they wake oh. up. They at, start at the, to sing. Su- at, the mm-hmm.
0: su- at the scale of an individual neuron, yeah. literally,
3: absolutely, yes. Wow, and, and observe what the neuron is doing while they're singing, and it's amazing. What do you like mean by observe You're just recording so electricity. You're recording, yeah, you're recording electrical impulses, okay. and the timing of it is incredibly precise to where they're singing, which makes sense for a brain area that's Clearly implicated in, in producing song that it would have this precision in timing, but it's mm. it is the prime example of very precise timing in the brain for and tied to any kind of behavior. Oh yeah,
0: I thought it was pretty rare for us to know, and I don't know anything about neuroscience, like yes. less than nothing, um, to to know down to the neuron level Mm -hmm. where something is being processed or isn't that pretty rare to know that or or it is
3: pretty rare but there are plenty of examples in in not just songbirds but in in lots of other animals like there's one really great example in um uh by example you mean like by we're knowing that an individual what an individual neuron is doing um in a given context in, in an awake behaving animal. And oh, the way okay. that we're doing it is very invasive, right? So you can only record one or a couple of neurons at a time. Mm-hmm. The nice thing of having this motor drive that's glued to the top of their heads is that you can adjust, you can record for a little while from one neuron and then adjust down and record from mm-hmm. other neurons and adjust down. And so it's that's and one down. of yeah, so the nice things. The other nice thing is down. you can
2: make the yeah. hat wobble. Yeah, 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 yeah that too. Right, apartment. yeah. yeah. And it kind of has the... Can the, you the, can you make the birds do like break dancing and stuff? <laughs> we haven't figured out the break dancing yet. <laughs> yeah, get on it.
3: So, but the... So, okay, I was sorry. I was about to say the other example in rats is uh, one really great example are place cells. I don't know if you guys have heard of these. But the, I have not. The, the hippocampus has come up on this podcast before, and there was a lot of um – I don't want to say misinformation, but...
2: Scientist bitch fight. Here there we go. Is, there on. is a
1: reason we put probably yeah. in the title. And, <laughs> and like we always say, we are delighted. when. Normally, yeah. it's by email. Yes. We don't often right. have actual scientists on the show, but we always say, like, if you if we've screwed something up, which is frequent, yeah. please, so, uh, probablyscience at gmail.com mm. or tweet us at probablyscience. Any I, yeah. questions, comments, I was tempted
3: to write in, but then when I heard it was coming on, I was like, well, I'll do it on air. No, so... Not to say that there's misinformation, but... But misinformation the, the intent. There yes. wasn't intent. No, certainly it was, not. Yeah. And, and uh, it's just that it was lighted over where there was a lot more about the hippocampus that could have been studied. Because the, actually the hippocampus is one of the most well-studied brain structures in mammals. For sure. And the hippocampus yeah. is what is, makes us
2: horny? It is or not. no,
3: angry. No, in fact, that's what came up. Okay. You guys were talking about the hippocampus and is like maybe being related to sexual function. It's, it's not, not at all. At all. Oh. It, the, the neuroscientist that you had on, she knew that it was related to memory. And that's clearly what it is. Because in rats, what they've shown... Uh, is the, It's involved in a lot of different memory functions, but in particular, there's this one very interesting function. When you're recording from one neuron in certain parts of the hippocampus, it, these neurons are called place cells. So the, it is active when these rats are in a maze, when they're oriented in a particular direction. So they, they, you can put up these features around the uh, arena, like di- a blue diamond, red square, yellow circle, on different parts of the arena in, in different directions. You record from this neuron... And then uh, as they're moving around in, this, in, in space, the neuron will start firing when they're just pointed in that dire- particular direction. And ba- then there are other parts of the hippocampus. Based on a learned response. Yeah. So the hippocampus is really, really important for um, memorization oh. of, of space. So it's, it's involved oh. in a lot of other memory tasks. But that's one of the more fascinating parts of the hippocampus is just where you are in 3D space, where you are oriented in space, the hippocampus is really important for regulating that process. So like – uh, one really cool study was, was done with London cabbies. As you know, London is a very, very
1: complicated city to drive. And around. the taxi drivers have to spend yeah, they have theory. to spend. Uh, it's around three years. It's called the knowledge, which uh, is the the process they by which they they spend several years learning every street and every right. route wow. in London, and then they're tested on it. Right. And they're not allowed to drive the black taxis, the the, uh, you know, the traditional black cabs, uh-huh. until they have that. So, right. if,
2: can you drive a regular? Yeah.
1: There's, there's a there's mini cabs which oh, okay. are a different thing. Um minicabs you have to order oh, from you either have to go to a mini cab office or phone and order. Mm. Okay. And the black cabs are the ones you can flag down can, in the street. Can streets.
2: you take a cab to the mini cab office to get one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and, uh, it's problem solving. So, But you'll get there yeah. because but they have a cab- study they're for they're three years. Yeah. It's super rigid, right? right? Although yes, interesting,
1: recently they've started to have like little GPS things as well. Like I've noticed a lot of black cabs yeah. ta- black right. Cab right. with tom toms on there. Right.
3: So this study, I think it's ten or fifteen years old now, but what they did is that they measured the size of the hippocampi in London uh, cabbies. And they have much bigger hippocampi. Really? So, yeah, and so the hippocampus because they've is one spent of the so few, much time learning yes, directions exactly. and, and the orientation spent all their day, like thinking about directions and where they're going and knowing the different streets. And so the the hippocampus is one of the few areas of the brain that is very plastic
2: throughout and lifetime. Plastic is the scientific term for it gets bigger and smaller. No, I mean that it's that it's hard and made of plastic. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Barbie head. It's a Barbie yes. head <laughs> yeah. that it can adjust yeah. and
3: change yeah. over time. A Ken yeah. head if yeah. you're yeah. a man, right? And, yeah. right. So in London cabbies, they because they're using their hippocampus. So much, they actually have bigger hippocampus. What accounts for
2: the growth? Is it uh, uh, the neurons that are there get bigger or more neurons? Or is it something else? It's a very good question. So it actually turns out that uh, (laughs) we're related. So, of course, Um, uh,
3: it turns out that the hippocampus is one of two areas of the brain that continues to add new neurons throughout adulthood. Oh, Uh, it looks like neurogenesis. That's the process of adding neurons to a neural circuit Mm -hmm. in humans ends probably at about 18 months old. Uh, for most parts of the brain.
1: I'm glad but, to find out that for the most part of the brain that's true. Because that was one... There's so much. I don't think there's probably any part of the body that has more bullshit associated
2: with it, oh, yeah. floating out there, the than brain the brain. Especially. That's just uh, Matt. Yeah. That's just the ten percent of your brain talking. The- that you, <laughs> <don't
1: use. laughs> you need to use the rest of your brain. Like, yeah. that, that's got to be the big like yeah. out of any brain bullshit. That's yeah. got to be you only use ten percent of your brain. All oh, oh, right, so oh, which ninety percent can I carve away and <laughs> leave you and- fully functioning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leave you a yeah. hundred percent because I'm pretty sure whenever anyone gets something like stuck in their head uh. Uh, from an accident, they mostly. Are not yeah. able
2: to. It always hits the 10% that they Some use. Some of it, yeah. Some yeah. Of it yeah. is because something.
3: you can actually cut out parts of the brain. People have accidents in their brain and, and they seem perfectly fine. Like you can lose a huge chunk of your brain and still go on. Of course, there are deficits and right. maybe it's go hard on to is determine it, what the subjective are. Yes, yeah. right. exactly. it means, means not die. Living, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. using your whole brain. See, he's perfectly fine. He him. just can't catch a ball anymore. He sleeps on the ceiling now. Where the 10% part comes, I have idea cuz yeah. like yeah. those kinds of if you were to have a brain injury where you lose 90% of your brain you're not going to be doing fine <laughs> <laughs> injury is even 85% a- <laughs> yeah even
1: 85% you're not going to be doing that well right yes. um yeah. but this but one of the things i remember hearing as a kid was brain cells don't regrow like other right. cells yes. in the body
3: and that is true to most of the brain but there are parts of the brain where there is there are new neurons that do come in and the hippocampus is one and the other one it's really important is the, the olfactory bulb ooh oh, yes. I like the sound of that so in, the... in, in humans our olfactory bulb is actually very very small we're, yeah we're not very olfactory right. Right. Well, is have have like which is why what is it like on zombies which is why you don't have like sniffer oh, people th- th- that's the thing so <laughs> yeah. in zombies the, the neurogenesis gets very ramped up that's yeah. how they can smell you and
2: yeah uh, room that you are hiding mm-hmm. in, yeah, yes. and they know you, exactly.
0: yeah. So you can you yeah. can develop new neurons in that yeah. area, and right. that helps so, you they differentiate get... smells later in life or something. Or why would you think that's something we have? So
3: there is turnover, so it's not like your olfactory bulb grows throughout life. <laughs> so you lose neurons, and it's probably because you are getting exposed. Well, although the
2: olfactory bulb is every is time you fother, what, right? every time you fart or you smell a fart, a you, new... lo- you lose some <laughs> olfactory so, neurons. Yeah. yeah,
1: I did hear like again, like in the the kid. This is science As a kid mm. My friend I think it was my friend Jordan Who was also the one You might remember From previous episode With the uh Getting to space By using the Jaws Pneumatic explosion thing Oh yeah Uh <laughs> I do remember Uh But uh he was going he hitting me on the head and going i just killed a million brain cells and they'll never grow back every time i do this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> which seem i think that's probably not true, not true.
3: It, it's a, extreme yeah
1: uh, but you know like concussions and things though yeah they're yeah, dangerous
3: because you can ki- hurt a, a brain area yeah. where you will lose neurons create swelling and weird
2: they blood don't grow shit. back
3: yeah. i mean so there are some areas of the brain where if you injure them you can kind of initiate a neurogenetic so you can create the all of a sudden you'll have some new neurons that get produced they're not going to be the same it's never the same and because the right. like our memories and everything that's learned is laid down in how uh, this is sort of theoretical, but it's pretty clear that it's laid down in the connectivity and the level of activity between synapses uh, that are between the neurons. So these are the gaps between neurons, right? And if that's where you, you, if you kill- actual information is stored, yes. is not right. in Right. That's neurons, the idea. In- yeah, we're not entirely clear, but it's but yeah. it, yes, it, that it's most likely that it's it's. Amongst the trillions of synapses in the human brain, where where memory and information is being stored, if Sorry, you eliminate a neuron, just, just
0: just to get the glossary mm-hmm. down. so a synapse relates to a neuron. Yes. How?
3: So a synapse is the gap between one neuron and another neuron. So the neuron has the okay. The, the dendrite. Parts of the neuron. Dendrite, yes. Yeah. So there's a Write dendrite, which are the branches <laughs> like, fr- that connect to the cell body, which is the, the second part. And the third part is an axon that is a long spindly fiber that then connects to other dendrites of other neurons. So the, the yeah. gap between axons and dendrites is called the synapse. The, the information is transferred in the brain electrically mm-hmm. from the dendrite across the cell body, acro- down the axon, and then chemically – uh, is that where there are neurotransmitters in the synapse that gets released from the the presynaptic neuron to the postsynaptic neuron? So from the axon to the dendrite. So there's that. Does that it ever go from the dendrite to the axon? There is communication chemically that way. Oh. Uh, which is sort of like a. a, a it's called a retrograde sort of signaling yeah. process. Like if there's something that happens to the to the postsynaptic neuron, the dendrite okay. may release chemicals that'll act on the, the uh, axon. But I'm sorry, not, I asked. The communication is not that way. Yeah, generally. Yeah. So again, I way. I
0: admit Most. no knowledge of this area at all. So <laughs> and is this the area? Wh- where's the area where like yeah. serotonin gets sensed and things like that? Is that ha- that
3: so? Serotonin is an interesting uh, neurotransmitter. It's obviously involved in uh, mood and. Uh, it 's the, it's the the major neurotransmitter that we use to target uh, uh, medical treatment for depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You use uh, you know, Prozac as a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor or SSRI it, what it does is that it blocks the the uptake of serotonin in the synapse, allowing serotonin to stay in the synapse longer to to
2: sort of help drive those circuits that are uh, that are serotonergic there 's so a if nucleus and the, in the, the, the brain, serotonin mm-hmm. goes through it too quickly. You, it, there's mo- you can get more effect by having it, it seem- linger. Yeah, and it seems like the
3: depression, what happens is that you have less serotonin drive throughout your brain. So that's the thing about serotonin is that there isn't really like um, – it's distributed. There's, There's a part of the brain – called The nucleus of raphe that's that's and I don't work on serotonin, so I'm okay. kind of working on just what I know. But uh, the nucleus of raphe is where the serotonergic neurons lie and they send axons all throughout the brain, so you have serotonin acting as a neuromodulator Wait, throughout axons the brain. Wait, I thought sorry. An axon was part of a it is, yes. Yeah, so, I, when I say send axons, so their axons project to all parts like of the like cortex. they like roads that are coming from Yeah, it's
0: like there's this little
3: nucleus sending these branches, the axons, all throughout the brain. So you have serotonin acting throughout the brain, but the serotonergic neurons, their cell bodies, lay in this nucleus raphe. And I think there are other serotonergic, serotonergic neurons elsewhere, but that's one of the major ones that is really involved in modulating activity throughout the brain. Okay. So I, I actually
2: did a study where I used um, uh, Prozac in songbirds. Really? Yeah. You, why were they depressed? Not, not enough songbird pussy. To be- <laughs> that's, why, that's why I get depressed. It's only yeah, specifically
1: like, songbird pussy. Yeah. <laughs> we,
2: we need They're to so talk small. about this. He's yeah.
1: constantly depressed. Um, they stopped singing. Did they, did they get chirpier? When, yeah, what no, happened? less. So we were
3: looking to see what the role <laughs> serotonin has in modulating um, uh, aggression behavior. So we gave uh, song sparrows, Prozac, and then... Uh, and then so we gave them Prozac let it, them sit in this chamber for about 10 minutes <laughs> and then and we had this like curtain that we raised and and then on the other side of the curtain was another songbird and then we so played this is like then a songbird peep show that you
0: know, kind of <laughs> more like <laughs> dating Although, games they were like males
2: so it, oh. it would be males yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah so it's kinky then. What is the other but, uh, so
2: then how does it react
3: on Prozac, they, they, they're not nearly as aggressive.
2: Oh, okay. Yes. Hmm. Oh, so what's a typical aggression response if, it's, without the Prozac?
3: So for a songbird, normally what will happen is that when you raise that curtain, they see that male and you start playing the song. Uh, we have a speaker to make sure that like there's some song for them to react to. Yeah. They, they do a number of behaviors. They'll sing. That's a, an aggressive behavior. So they'll sing and they'll sing towards the male. Okay. They will... Um, so I thought singing was just like fun, but it's also... Yeah, no, okay. it's not just fun. So <laughs> just fun. It, it serves <laughs> yeah. two functions. It's one, to attract females. like uh-huh. So they sing to sort of say, like, look, look at me, I'm, you know, I look at all the songs I can sing and how loud I am and, and, like, come look at me. The other thing is that to say to other males, like, this is my territory, get the fuck off. So it's like English football fans. Yeah. A little yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. a soccer game. They're, trying to get they're both fighting interests. other men. Yeah, why they yeah. have the tattoos and the big yeah. muscles, yes, to fend off males and to, sh- to impress females. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing. Yeah. Well,
0: but they give them Prozac, and they're suddenly not as combative. And they're not nearly as aggressive. One yeah. is wow. right. at the other. Yeah.
2: Point.
3: So with Prozac, Prozac, if you have a very aggressive songbird, you can give it Prozac.
2: When you're like there late at night it's alone, aggressive. did you ever like take some of that Prozac for yourself? You know, just see what happens? <sighs>
1: <laughs> so Emery, who I live with, who, who was a previous guest on the show, has this pet parrot that hates me and is really annoying and makes a lot of noise. <laughs> What can I do to cut that behavior out?
3: <laughs> I get questions like leave all the, the time curtain when down. someone
1: finds out that I work with Leave Sombers the curtain so get like down. a man. parrot
3: question yeah. and Yeah, like the I curtain does. Know.
1: Like the curtain does yeah. work. There's sometimes when it's being too much of a dick, and yeah. everyone's like, "This is this is just unacceptable." Put a curtain. You put over. it in the cage, and you put the cl- you put there's like a cloth that goes over, yeah. and it just shuts up like a Furby. Sure, perfect. Right. Whoa, do that yeah. too. Like, like a if you <laughs> like <a Furby.
2: laughs> Take its batteries out. At That's it. Really is though. You
1: cover Furby's eyes, they go no. to sleep. it's the same with this thing. You just put a cloth over the cage, and it just it just stops. Same
3: thing with Furby's. If you hold the bird upside down they also and start, very start Furbies, cry you don't have to feed them real
2: food you just have to tap their tongue and they go yum and yep. then, then they're, they're fed for another day <laughs> yeah right trick them it'd be tricky uh, so I get easy. this kind of thing all the time so if, I, if someone
3: finds out I work with songbirds uh, so many people like who are birders they uh, you can they, use the real
2: word they, uh, ornithologists no ornithologists are people who study that's like, what they want scientists. they're idiots no. they, they want us to believe that <laughs> no. ornithologists probably science at gmail.com please <laughs> <laughs> complaints go there <laughs> You're all losers. Put down the binoculars and pick up a hug. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
3: (laughs) So many neuroscientists, they do their thing. Like, like, okay, for the rats with the play cells, they do fascinating work. Anyone who hears about that would be like, wow, that's really amazing. But they don't have, like, a built-in fan base. But, like, neuroscientists who work with songbirds, they do because people who who go out or are amateur birders, they love songbirds so much that they want to talk to you about it. But the problem is, like, i know about like what's happening in the brain and songbirds and some of the behavior and things and they love to hear about that but sometimes they'll ask like so i've got these birds that i want to bring to my my backyard and i've got this seed mix and then I'm like wow yeah. like i saw this one bird that had you
1: know the
2: red stripe and then it was this yeah, black I can and i like, tell
1: you which bit of its brain yeah, to drill into exactly.
3: <laughs> that's where yeah. i'm good at the yeah. inside part put a paper, paper yeah. clip
2: in its eye and yeah. attach a battery to the paper
0: clip and then it'll start dancing <laughs>
3: right and like parrots too, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Parrots are great, and there's a lot of interesting research in parrots. But
0: but they're a different. They're not, not within the subset of of no this, totally they're different not a songbird. No, parrots yeah. are a separate group. Yeah, yeah they learn
3: their vocalizations. Yeah, they're called talkbirds. birds. It, it, there's some interesting things about that. So like this brain circuit that I was talking about, the songbird brain circuit. Parrots have a similar brain circuit, mm-hmm. and um so and this brain circuit actually shares a lot of similarities with the same kind of brain circuit in humans that regulates just any kind of learned behavior, but including like vo- uh, learned vocalizations in humans. It's mm-hmm. this, this, the way that the neurons are laid out and the way the synapses are organized and the parts of the brain that are involved, it's very similar. I mean, it's just like evolution in action that um, we have this because vertebrates, it's, an, I, you know, me working on non-mammalian vertebrates and studying their brains, that's one of the amazing things about what I do is just to see how similar the brain actually is. Uh, when you look at it, uh, across all groups, and like right now, actually, I'm not working on songbirds anymore. We could. Talk yeah, about this is a good. I was about to yes. say we've
1: been talking right. for quite a while, yes. and not even touched on your My current research. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, just made, whole... I
3: made a dramatic
2: transition. Yeah. yeah, You just got a whole
1: grant as well. Like, you I just... did get
2: a grant. Yes, uh, uh, that was very. You do very research nice. on on how much tadpoles, right? You, on how much tadpoles love being killed by scientists. Yes, that <laughs> that's your... what I study, and it turns out <laughs> yes. they they're totally oblivious yeah. to whether they're. They don't even know they're they're alive. So sorry.
3: what So I work with tadpoles. We work with Xenopus laevis, which is kind of the (laughs) Um, Lab Rat of the Amphibian World They've been studied for a hundred years, and the main reason why we work with Xenopus Lavis is that they have an external development. Um, so uh, unlike rats <laughs> and mice, where the development happens in utero, mm-hmm. the oh, I see. I yes. thought you meant. I
2: thought you meant like like the neighbor's house was on fire. <laughs> it's, and an exter- oh, no, it's an external development. Oh no, it's external development. I should leave. No. So they. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm annoying to myself. I just want you guys to know that.
3: I understand I'm glad you're growing up with them. Um, yeah. So uh, the. Yes, external development. So fertilization that happens with the female um spraying a bunch of eggs into a tank, and the male. It's actually really funny in Xenopus laevis. The male is about half the size as the female of uh, the full-grown frog. Yes, the uh, yeah. full-grown frogs.
2: I'm talking about the frogs. How um, big is just roughly those female mm-hmm. male sizes? So
3: female size is about the size of a of like your fist, That's maybe a, smaller than that. Okay, and so a male is half that size. Okay, and. Uh, when the way
1: that we get them, Randy, in the lab, uh, British term. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I guess the science probably came from Britain in the first place. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's true. Slight <laughs> um, so, like how, you know, music's Italian to, no, notation and ballet's French. Yeah, yeah. Randy, Randy is <laughs> the. English sexing group. up the frogs. Get, up the
3: frogs. Yeah, exactly. Getting frogs horny. So, um, uh, we we've tried the playing Al Green and lighting incense and candles approach, yeah. and it doesn't really work. So nope. the way that we do it, and this has been known yeah. for 100 years, is that if you in- inject them with human gonadotropin stimulating hormone, uh, that they will well, then I th- get sexy time, because uh, oh. that
2: stimulates the sexy parts of the brain, getting them prepared. S- does to that work on women? Go. I just have to inject them with human gonadotropin right. stimulating hormone? <laughs> but the amazing thing, thing about this is trouble that... Is you've got to get you've got to inject
1: them with it to... Get close enough right. that you're allowed to inject them with uh, it. Cash twenty two paradox. I bet it. Or cash. Yeah. No, I'm why. kidding.
3: So okay, uh, when you do this to both the male and the female, they get excited. The female will lay the eggs, mm-hmm. and it can be like a thousand or two thousand eggs. And the male, what he does is that he hugs like around her waist. Yeah, and they just swim around like that. So the male, the big fat female is sorry. But they're missionary, like they're face to face. No, 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 no. Oh. So the, he, it's doggy style. Yeah, froggy, froggy style. style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can call it that. And the male is hugging the female at the waist. And because c- like when she sprays her eggs out, then he releases the sperm at the same time. Uh, oh. So it all happens... Externally, so he's not. Do, do at, they
0: are they swimming? Yeah. And does it kind of make them yeah. jettison through the water? I, you know, <laughs> <Robin> is, like,
3: <laughs> it happens. We, we inject the animals in that's the hilarious. afternoon, and then it happens overnight. And I okay. have yet to see like when it happens because it's like yeah. I mean, this third over, law should come into play. Yeah, yeah. 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 it happens over like a period of twelve to eighteen hours, and yeah, yeah. It, I think it's. 10 they're connected so for happens. that whole time oh yeah and they'll stay connected and, but we have to, we have to pry them apart because you so, artificially like they're, induce the you sexual inject the male too though. yeah so yeah, they're, they're both the
2: separated so you keep se- the males and females you go separated. up to them with the, with mm-hmm. the needle you, you know, like, yeah. you're you gonna get horny tonight yeah. you two you, you're you gonna stick them this. with the needle and yeah. then you turn off the lights go home come back and they're fucking
3: well they have fucked they've been spooning for 18 hours Yes, and they've been spooning for 18 hours and they'll keep going the The whole egg thing happens very quickly, yeah. but he'll continue to hold on to her for some time. And I know that's kind of part. clingy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're very clingy after that. Yeah, yeah. And he wants to cuddle. I guess. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I like to
3: so, cuddle. So then, and then, so then, development <laughs> happens, and then, so that's the reason why we study the, the tadpoles is that we can observe the nervous system as it's developing mm-hmm. because it's all happening within the larvae and embryos and tadpoles. So, and yeah.
2: compared to other frogs, this is different. They no, mo- it's similar. It's oh.
3: just that Xenopus. Uh, works better that way.
2: Don't they have like clear brains or something, or clear uh, skulls? Isn't that why you use tadpoles? Um, well, okay, yeah. So the strain of uh, Xenopus that we work with yeah. is albino. Okay. So the, these frogs
3: look really freaky. Um, they're they're mostly aquatic. So are entirely aquatic. Actually, their entire adult life, they just sit in these rivers and streams in Africa. That's where they come from, and. They're really kind of ugly looking. They have these. They're called African clawed frogs. Mm -hmm. They have these giant, big ass claws, and they just kind of sit there, kind of bloated and disgusting. the 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 wild type ones are kind of green because they need to blend in with the environment. But the strain that we work with is albino, so they're kind of a yellow white with like red Mm -hmm. eyes. They're demon ugly frogs. I'm looking this up. Albino
0: Xenopus. Albino Xenopus,
3: Xenopus, and you will see what they look like. Why did you say? You said
1: a second ago, and then we sort of got. Oh yeah. We got distracted. You said injecting humans with the hormone wouldn't have an effect. Because, okay,
3: the Xenopus – one of the things that happened with Xenopus is that they turned out to be the first pregnancy test in humans. So somebody discovered that if you take the urine of a pregnant woman and you inject it into uh, a female Xenopus uh, frog, that if they're pregnant – they will lay eggs. I've been and saying because... that
2: for years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and so this is like the first pregnancy test, and so like a pregnancy test detects human. Who made uh, somebody think to do that? I mean, I mean, I mean obviously I it must I have been some sort of scientist. Know. I'm yeah. not imagining
2: some mad. It was person like in the just... 20s, I think, yeah.
3: and I think that they were working out like yeah. the
2: the you know the parts of the brain and yeah. the, the sexual and w- which pregnant yeah. women are answering ads for for collecting their urine.
1: Oh, oh, they, like it makes sense. You know, if yeah. you're if you're studying fertility and you've got this little creature that. Is laying eggs or not laying eggs, and you right. kind of go, okay, what's the difference? What things from a pregnant or non-pregnant person yeah. can I inject yeah. into this animal? Right. Yeah, pregnant woman finger fingernails. It, how it reacts? Yeah,
2: no, I guess I know. I understand. It makes sense. I'm just trying to imagine a, a pregnant woman peeing into a cup. Yeah, that's all. Uh, Typical day for me. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. So, so that's right. crazy. And so I don't think
3: that. If so you wait, were To inject a woman, I don't. But you said quite pregnancy
2: test. Does that mean it became like a commercial product? Like, hey, we're going no, to ship you a frog. This you put your urine in it, and okay. they didn't. You know, this was like. But in then clinics there was and... there
0: was a rabbit test was a thing for a while. I yeah. heard that. When too. was that? Yeah, well, okay. Doesn't the rabbit have to die? I if, heard that. I don't
2: know if that's true. If you peed on a rabbit, it dies. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: like a jellyfish thing. They
2: usually hop away in my experience. I've heard
1: that. I don't. But this is a real actual thing that definitely. Happens yes, as opposed to right. just like if you put a
0: pendulum over their belly. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh no right. no this so is really I'm sorry happen. this
0: was a real thing developed uh, the, in 1927 by Bernard Zondek and Selmar Ash Ashheim. Mm-hmm. Um, was based on the observation that when urine from a female is in the early months of pregnant, who is in the early months of pregnancy yes. is injected into immature female mice. The ovaries of the mice enlarge and show follicular yeah. maturation, sure. which is probably right. a. Wow. And so thing for
3: Xenopus, then you know the easiest thing then if you do that into um, a frog is that they lay eggs. So in order to observe okay. the development of the follicles of the ovaries in mice, you have to kill the mice, and and it's right. a lot more complicated. Yeah, and don't you do yeah. stuff with uh, phosphorescent DNA or some shit yeah, like we that? We do right. So because they all they're albino, the samples yeah. that we work with, that means you can see like in the brain while they're. Awake and yeah. swimming, and so we can inject. Is that, so that's,
1: is that why you specifically chose albino? So? Yeah, yeah right. exactly.
3: So the, the lab that's yeah. where we study are these albino uh, tadpoles. We we can inject DNA with g- green fluorescent protein. You may have heard of this GFP. It's a it's a protein originally discovered in um, jellyfish. Because uh, jellyfish you neo know, they have this this cool glowing thing that they do, and it turns out that um, one of the proteins that they 're using is green fluorescent protein. The guys that discovered this ended up getting a Nobel prize because it 's become oh. such a huge technique in oh, okay. in all aspects of biology as a and marker. we use it yeah, so as, as a marker, so we can inject this into neurons the neurons so the the, the way that we inject this it's in it 's in like a DNA plasmid, which is like a circle of DNA with a promoter that can be selective or just constitutively expressed. So we're, you put it into a neuron that will then uh, always express this green fluorescent protein, so you can see then the branches of the neuron, and we can take images then of that neuron uh, after we've injected it into that neuron, uh, and, then, um, and then wait a day, or even a few hours, and then look to see how the branches have changed over time. And you can, wow. you can do that repeatedly. So it's, it's like time-lapse in vivo imaging in these tadpoles that are incredibly small. And I it doesn't mean, negatively like,
2: affect the Operation of the neuron, it
3: probably does.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but not necessarily. Not, not, not terribly. Yeah. Yes,
3: yeah. yeah. I mean, it has to have some effect because yeah. you if you turn on any kind of protein that is constitutively expressed, it's going to affect it some way. But I it's see. it's it's pretty. It's probably pretty minor. Yeah. yeah. So
0: this is the kind of technology that allows, let's say, hypothetically, scientists at the CDC who are trying to make a 3D <laughs> model of how a zombie outbreak yeah. manifests itself. Yeah. Because exactly. it, especially uh,
2: once the outbreak has decimated society, that yeah. would be your you would priority. You want spend
0: your time yeah. doing a 3D yeah. model of yeah. your wife getting and it's blue. shot in the head. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah,
2: yeah. Then he dies. Then the wife dies. And then uh, it turns red. And then it, it s- turns when red. The spark of evil yes. comes back. Right. I've not seen The Walking Dead, yeah. but I'm guessing that's what
0: yeah, this is. It's not a spoiler. It's the season one. They go to see. Right. See, and the main it's scientist
2: has a snuff film of him shooting his wife in
0: the head. That's showing the, what it does. That's the whole too. episode. But he spent so much effort on this 3D model of yeah. at, at the at the neuron level of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, right. just not work even stop in yeah. the zombie, but not he just zoomed. one neuron.
2: Like it zooms through the right. neurons, right? Like, Zooming yeah. through the neurons, yeah. yeah. And like like spider man. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. As a neuroscientist,
3: like that technology doesn't exist. So yeah, well <laughs> I'm if it did. would be like the Obama Brain Initiative if we could do that. But what is the Obama Brain Initiative? You must have heard about this. So I think we did
0: talk about it at some point. I just forgot. There's a couple of Months ago, and so for neuroscience,
3: this is this is great for us. So, like to have the president up in front of the microphone talking about how important neuroscience is going to be for America's future and um, and moving forward. Uh, Maybe he wants uh... wants to. What he wants to do is improve neuroscience imaging techniques so that we can kind of map out activity across the human brain down to the neuron level. yeah, and because right now like, what we can do is functional magnetic resonance imaging, or fMRI, and also PET scans is the sort of the brother to that. And you can only measure like the activity of neurons at the hundreds of thousands of neurons at a given time. Um, and you can learn an awful lot, but right. you don't know what's happening on the individual neuron level like that, like I was talking about. So with, Obama uh,
2: wants to know what's going on down there, spying on the brain. There was yeah, a story we yeah. did yeah. where <laughs> <gonna do laughs> yes.
0: there was, uh, the. Fr- I think it was, I don't know if it was a fruit fly, it was some very, you know... Relatively simple organism mm. that was for the first time scientists were able to, I think, exactly model the behavior of everything happening in it at a neuron at the neuron level mm. at like a one second interval or something approaching maybe. Oh, speed.
3: so where they're mapping out the activity. Yeah, that wasn't.
0: I forgot I think what goldfish. it was.
3: Goldfish. Okay. I think it was. It might have been zebrafish. Well, gold,
0: but yeah. zebrafish sounds. Yeah. It may have been zebrafish. Sounds yes. like something. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That was very cool. So what they did for that is they uh, they had a kind of very similar techni- technique to what we do, which is uh, you know doing this in vivo imaging. But they were scanning through incredibly quickly because when you're when you're doing the scanning, basically you can look at one optical slice within the brain at a given time. And if you want to get the whole brain, you have to move your optical slice. So, where you're looking at in the brain that's in focus has to move very, very quickly. So, it was down to about the one second level. And what they had is this um, calcium indicator. So, what happens when a neuron fires is that there's this change in the levels of intracellular calcium. And if you have a calcium indicator, what this is is a fluorescent indicator that if it interacts with calcium, it'll glow very briefly. So, it's a way of imaging neural activity. and people have used this technique for now 15 20 years but what they did is that they improved the imaging so much and getting the calcium indicator across the whole brain i think they were using a genetic calcium indicator but anyway that they could then image activity across the whole brain yeah it was like kind of what they want to do for this brain so it's initiative. everything's in focus so basically we've solved it for fish First yeah. for tiny brain yes, right For right. tiny brain. that's an
0: yeah. impressive bit of research
3: it's, it's awesome yeah it's really yeah. cool yeah wow. and this only came out a couple of months ago yeah it so very
0: cool. I want to ask something related to mm. when we ha- when you talked to Dr. Jim Kakalios in, uh-huh. in Minneapolis. Uh, he talked about how we're, we're always coming up with these analogies to how the brain works, but it's only related to whatever our most current technology is. So we think it's, it's like a computer. It's like yeah. a computer. Yeah. Um,
3: There's nothing bigger than a computer or more complicated. Yes.
0: So, But I mean, it, at the neuron level, can you at least say, uh, is a neuron either firing or not? Is it a one or zero at that level or is there more subtlety even within one neuron? What a but, great
2: question.
3: Yeah. So right, there, firing. Yeah, there is. Or does that not even? It is one it and zero. It? <laughs> but the the it, it, it doesn't quite work that way, uh, because like the level of the response will be dependent upon how much neurotransmitter is released at that synapse, mm-hmm. uh, which can be driven by just how much neural activity or how much electrical impulse is reaching that synapse. How many? How much firing happened just before? Like so, if, if a neuron fired. And then a few milliseconds later, it fires again. There'll be less neurotransmitter release because it just hasn't had time to reload all the neurotransmitter. And then it really depends on what's happening postsynaptically. So there's a ton of processing that happens on the chemical level. So the firing is kind of one or zero. It'll fire or not. Um, Like you can look for electrical activity in the presynaptic neuron, in the axon. And then what happens in the dendrite? And it'll, if it's one to one, it'll be you know fired. If like firing occurred in the presynaptic neuron and not in the postsynaptic neuron, it'll be one. It didn't occur zero. But like the information that gets transferred is not one to zero. It's more complicated than that. Yeah. It has to do with the entire environmental milieu of biochemicals and the processing that's happening and what neurons are involved and how many synapses are firing. So because it's your- an integrative system, you have one neuron that can be connected to like ten thousand other neurons. So that information is much more complicated than a transistor transistor and a CPU where it's just ones or zeros that are turned
2: on. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what's yeah. your analogy for how the brain works? Come on make a, it, a make computer yeah.
0: <laughs> really cool computer like a really yeah, with cool like a webcam.
2: sweet ass webcam yeah. and like yeah.
0: hyper threat <laughs> yeah. yeah it's got like quad it's quad core computer. Yeah. it's got like a picture of an alien on yeah. the front
3: yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of close it's awesome yeah alright now yeah right I, I mean it, it so there's a gradient work. there's a gradient of intensity there between the within yeah. the firing so it's it's, chemicals
3: it's so. kind of one and zero but it's also not So, like, uh, roughly, yes, one or zero, but on the
2: details, it definitely is not. So then it's nothing like a transistor. When will they be able to uh, beam advertising into my head directly? They already have. Finally. (sighs) Can I get another Pepsi, by by the way? Uh yeah. I mean, yeah. so where are we going? We don't know a lot about the brain. Is that right? Uh, guys, no, we agree. No, it is like a vast, uncharted territory. I, I, speaking
0: for myself, I can yeah. say yes. We, meaning I, do not know much
4: about
3: the brain. And
0: neuroscientists don't, too.
3: It's
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a
3: lot of things. Are you saying your other know.
2: neuroscientists aren't as smart as you? I'm not saying that. <laughs> I know.
0: Few of yeah. them were homecoming king. That's right. Yes. Or captain of the chess team. By, by the way, kids, he was captain of the chess, oh, team. Of the chess and team. And Jeez. I was a
2: junior. He was a senior. And when he left, you know, graduated, I yeah. inherited that crown. Oh, I became nice. captain of the chess okay. team. It we, does pass down yeah, from we, brother to brother. That's right. Yes. Yeah. right. It's right. Yeah. It's the it one last vestige <laughs> of monarchy in American <laughs> society is, is the chess Kings and queens. Yeah. And or the only two brothers who could speak to a teacher without shaking. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's why we were in charge of that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. And then I
3: yeah, leave. I was captain of the chess team. That yep. doesn't mean I'm, a, I'm very good at chess, you know. I, uh, I was on the doubles team
2: in chess pretty good uh, we'll <laughs> <laughs> you got know. a bigger board <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's got of bounds lines you yeah, tag
0: yeah. out when you just can't take anymore <laughs> you, you just do like it. tap it's a tag Gun, I, I
3: was one of those guys that wanted to volunteer for just about everything uh in yeah, uh. school and so right i was on the chess team but i wasn't terribly good i like chess but okay there's rankings in the chess squad right you, by who's who's better and yeah you put your best guy in the first board and the worst guy is in the eighth board and that's like your team that you'll play and i was Seven 30 I was I three. Were you three? Yeah, we were wow. shitty. Yeah, yeah once we, you we, left, no, we, no, no I'm kidding. Oh, we had a you guy were captain
0: for your administrative skills. It was yeah, like mostly yeah. Yes. And my, my
3: fundraising abilities. It was like, that, guys, the
0: boss is yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah. Come on.
3: That was basically yeah, we did fundraising. We had a too. guy though who needs to be, buy a new yeah. king.
2: <laughs> we had like horrible. Let's everyone like, put on a call wash. Yeah. Keep like using pennies for pawns. All right, let's you spend the pennies on a pawn. That would be your answer. <laughs> like yeah. none of our timers worked, and we needed new timers. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Underfunded. Surprisingly, they don't fund the chess club. There in, yeah, yeah. In, in failing middle, midwestern public schools,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they got all that. They got all that brass money coming in in Elgin. Yeah. How did they yes, not reduce right. some of that big, towards big the big trombone yeah. industry? <laughs> they went global, yeah.
2: so all that money was yeah. overseas.
0: What were you saying about the one guy though? Oh, we had, we had a kid
2: who was like a, a freshman. You, he was so my, my senior he was a freshman he yeah. was amazing he'd been uh-huh. playing chess since he was like four with his dad he was nationally ranked mm-hmm. he would wear like you know jersey he was kind of like this like street <laughs> kid but he was fucking unbelievable he never lost he would stand there and giggle and play every, every other school we played number one He he just destroyed them no one ever threatened oh, him at man. all it was so fun to watch because you get these like cocky like seniors you know what am I like living back in high school (laughs) I want to fuck fuck cocky you think you're so good just because you're going to graduate I didn't go to prom by choice yeah (laughs) fuck you Um, and uh, (laughs) he uh, no but it was just fun to watch this like young kid just he he was like moving like just amazing amazing doing stuff I could never even imagine yeah
0: was he yeah. hustling? Like maybe he w- was. He trying to act taking No, cyber? Even, he, he was no, just even more. He was trying to act even more naive. Possibly, than he was, I don't little know. Little he little was regards.
2: like you know, fourteen years old. Who knows? Yeah, he was yeah, a friend. It's yeah. like geez, but yeah. that what, but boy's
0: we... name Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers don't work yeah. out. No, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, it that's, was there. Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, that's how good he was. Yeah. Uh, before
1: yeah. we go, yes. by the way, you mm-hmm. you showed us on the computer, and we should find a way to show our listeners. Um, a 3D model that from a previous study that your team right. did. Yes, about the syrinx. So going back to the syrinx. Yeah, so... We should have mentioned that right up top. The, yeah. the,
3: there's been an awful lot of work done on this. this brain circuit uh over the over the years um and uh uh, in birds in birds right um so understanding how how the neural control of song production song memorization song perception that's been there's a lot of work on that it's really fantastic work and it's exciting and i encourage anyone to look at that and most of my work has kind of been in that part but then when i was doing my my postdoc over in germany um I was working with this group that was, uh, well, basically, they were doing these, these very high-resolution 3D scans of small biological tissues. And I had this idea that, like, you know what? There hasn't been this kind of level of analysis of the syrinx. Mm-hmm. We know, like, what muscles are there, kind of, but we don't know, like, where they actually connect onto the skeleton of the syrinx. Because there's actually a skeleton all the way down there. Uh, mm-hmm. Although, at that point, we weren't exactly sure whether it was skeleton, like, bone or cartilaginous. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that we did is we used this very high-resolution 3D technique where basically you take this, this specimen, uh, put it into this, this um, low-power, um, low, uh, very high-time uh, time exposure X-ray machine. It's basically just X-rays being bombarded through the specimen as it sits in this tube, and it rotates uh, 360 degrees over a period of like 12 hours. Oh. So it makes one single rotation. You're taking wow. these long exposures and, and as it's rotating you get this like basically you can imagine if you were taking an x-ray of something that's rotating you would just have this like complicated pattern of 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 dot, of of lines and things that are changing. How do you get the you bird can to use hold computer. still? How do you
2: get the bird to hold still? Yeah, this <laughs>
3: is the thing. Yeah. Um uh no, so we we dissected it out obviously. Oh, it's yeah. dead. No, 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 this isn't no. we did it in a whole bird and in yeah. fact that was another cool thing. So this is not a bird that's alive either. So oh, okay. We shoved this bird into a, a, a <laughs> falcon tube that was dead at that point, and and imaged the whole skeleton to okay. see where the syrinx is lying in the body. Oh, um, uh, which also hadn't been done, and and we actually discovered some interesting things about that too. But the the what we really the main goal was to look at the syrinx and get a high resolution image of what the syrinx looks like, so we can look at the skeleton and then also we could determine where the muscles and wh- where they connect connect onto the skeleton. And it's amazing beautiful 3d rendering so as i was saying there are these series of x-rays that we have the computer figures it out it's computer assisted microtomography, tomography is what is called mm-hmm. the technique and and then generates this 3d model of it so then we have this precise 3d model of the structure that's only a millimeter uh uh let's see about a centimeter in length and like Three or four mill- I hate to use millimeters in an American podcast, but no, this
2: is science. As well. so, we want right. to we want to get rid of this stupid standard system yes, that we yes, use yes, in America. So, by yeah, the way, in it's, in it's, it's science it hard does hard. make oh, a lot of
1: sense to use the
3: Oh god, I, I, like what am I going to say? So it's about in uh, yeah. three cubits uh Yes, and it only weighs like four hectares around. Like yeah, one sixteenth of an ounce. Yeah, yeah. So it's an incredibly small structure, but it's very very complicated. And it turns out that. The muscles had not been properly delineated, so we discovered new muscles in the the syrinx. We found out for the first time where they're connected to the skeleton, and the skeleton is much more complicated than anyone had ever discovered before. So the syrinx had been well described for 150 years, and in fact that was one of the ways that anatomists had used to distinguish songbirds from other birds is that you if they had this complicated sort of structure, mm-hmm. all birds have a syrinx, but songbirds have kind of a special syrinx. So that's one way of delineating songbirds from non-songbirds. And then uh, so it had been described for a long time, but not in this detail because they didn't have this kind of shit back in the 1850s. Yeah. So, but we're upgrading it, and and like so, yeah, it's beautiful 3D rendering. It's it's imaging. So it's I'm gonna very, throw very, away your of. textbooks. It's totally cool. Yeah. worth Looking at it's it was published in BMC Biology, which is sort of their their. Um, Uh, high-tier journal for the BMC series. It's open access, so anyone can see it. Biomedical Central. It's one of these new oh, oh, open... look behind bloopers. you. Hummingbird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that oh, was a yeah. sign.
3: <laughs> hummingbird was just was like hovering
0: right by my a head. foot yeah. from your head. Yeah. Uh, and, and it like,
1: had it like an electrode. I
0: don't know what it was. I think and that's revenge.
2: Yeah. 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 Like, what you talking
3: yeah. about, motherfucker? Yeah. I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've been sent. Yeah. yeah the yeah. Lannisters send their regards. Hummingbirds learn their vocalizations
3: too. Like So the one thing that you may not realize, if you listen, if you see a hummingbird way up at the top of a tree, because that's where it'll perch, it'll make this really high-pitched, squeaky noise. I think... At a frequency of about, like, um, 1,200 uh, or 12,000 kilohertz. Um, but if you listen, it'll be like. Right. It's the scratchy thing, and it, it'll be a pattern that they sing. And
2: that's their song. It's trying to get some, like uh, right. some of that hummingbird really, poon. Exactly. Oh, dolphins. <laughs> I had one uh, hummingbird outside my door. Or dolphin poon. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a weird one, boy. My mind just imagined some horrible <laughs> things. Um, I had a that's hummingbird lay eggs right outside my front door. It was wow. defending this little nest. It would come by and like like it bombarded my roommate, and you know, so we were like, okay, cool. And then there were eggs inside the nest. It was is it a tiny
0: little? It's got to be a tiny nest. Right? It's oh, about the size of really a golf tiny. ball, maybe, but Aww. it's the so whole it's, nest. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: pretty cool. And so it's just, I, I felt a little sense of pride about it. And, and there was uh, two eggs in there. I took a picture with my phone, you know, above it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was delicious, by the way. Oh man, I made the best omelets <laughs> over me. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. One right. bite. Iniyama, yeah. Awesome. I drowned it in sriracha. And uh, no, it, <laughs> it was uh, really cool. I was excited. I did some research about what happens with humming, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, hummingbird babies. Apparently, as they get bigger, they like clean out their own shit, which is nice. I need to learn how to do that myself. And then they would hang underneath it and like... Like bat their wings around to like get stronger, you know. That's just their instinct before they start flying. Yeah. yeah. But eventually the eggs were gone. There was nothing, and the humming woman left. So uh, now I just have this reminder that there's no hope in life. No. Oh. So yeah. or that
0: people just or that things happen and move on, and yeah, hummingbirds have uh, to grow up. And, yeah. and there's more yeah. hummingbirds in the sea. Yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was mating cool, with the, the dolphins. Yeah. yeah. So they, they're their songy song. Talkers too,
0: huh? Yes, they, yeah. yeah they
2: <laughs> so are so there's one talkers. thing I
0: wanted to. I, I know we're trying to wrap up, but I just yeah. want, there was one thing that was. Uh, yeah. Do you, just, at, in any way, analyze the 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 song, the music mm-hmm. from like a music theory standpoint? And is there any correlation to what humans find pleasant? And uh, wow. there were
3: people working on this, and when my lab uh, that I was working in in um, in Germany, uh, we had some people that were working on that. In mm-hmm. fact, we had. Musicians that were raising zebra finches because the zebra finches have to learn their songs when they're, when they're young. Mm-hmm. We had these musicians that were trying to teach the zebra finches how to... How to, how to swing dance? How to, like, like if they could learn them the songs, songs. Yeah. Of, of musicians. Yes. Yeah. It didn't work. Were they playing uh, instruments? It's it's failed. Actually, one thing that happened is that... Because like, hand-raising zebra finches is really pretty hard. Ooh. That no, was there. the sad no, trombone. Yeah. Of the no, a zebra print, thing, I, I, I encourage anyone Wood, listening way, to this, <laughs> to go and listen to a zebra prince song if you haven't, but it doesn't sound anything like that. It's it's actually more like... Uh, <laughs> so it's
0: so Bjork. It sounds like
3: It's terrible. Yeah, a little bit more like Bjork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt, what's no, your Bjork favorite songbird
1: noise? What do you, do? you do a song now. <laughs>
3: that was Andy. Good that was that
1: was, that was Andy <laughs> trying to make me... Matt, <laughs> Matt, you perv. That was gross. Don't do that. My favorite is... Very nice. Yep. Yeah. Matt? So That's a good one. That's a good one. Right?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that's my I'm telling too. the host of the podcast to make noise, but <laughs> yeah. it's not um, appropriate. <laughs> oh, I've
2: heard yeah. that one. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. I like that. All right. There's
0: some weird ones we used to hear Guys. up in Canada when I'd go vacation up in-, in Those are uh, Canadians. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of it. had a very like almost word-like, I can't think of what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go back to America. I'll edit it back in if I can think of it.
1: Yeah. Um... So we've only got a couple of we're, we're already well over time. So oh, okay. just um, just summing up. Firstly, yeah. summing up, I'd like to apologise to my friend Jordan from school who made all these <laughs> scientific <laughs> theories when he was probably i say say six. He was like six or seven years old. He's now a professional doctor, and I'm sure doesn't believe <laughs> that you can break the light barrier with pneumatic power. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly sure. I'm blowing up tank. Yeah, yeah, I don't out, think you can? When he uh, passed past eleven, that theory probably faded um dr chris yes uh just very quickly how does all of the human body work <laughs> To sum up, yeah uh th- very good question <laughs> this is what you're always supposed to
3: answer for for even terrible questions like that that's a very good question <laughs> and there's a lot <laughs> of th- theories about this right now yeah. it's, it's one of the things that we're taught as as scientists at least if you have a good mentor that you always say if if you're going to give a bullshit answer as i'm about to you always say, "Oh, that's a very
1: good question." Especially if it's like a terrible question. I'm not going like, to have to go yes. back through the podcast and look uh, yeah. at how many times you said that.
3: Yeah. It was <laughs> it was one of the times I was like, I
0: oh, oh, that was a good question." I just asked. There, no, 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 there are times no, when it's was. a good question. You
3: have to acknowledge it because if you kind of go into it quickly, then you you because you want to be like, "Okay, this is where you should pay attention." But also, you want You want to like kind. Yeah, you have to say like yeah. that to just about everything. But well, you yeah. don't want to be a <laughs> you dumb fuck. Yeah. yeah. No, no yeah, idiot. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, Doctor exactly. Chris, uh, yeah, do yeah. you have any? Uh, uh. <laughs> Do you have any shows coming up? Do you have any shows? <laughs> yeah. Songbird performances coming no, wait, up I that I you can check out.
1: Anymore. I, I, it's, Where can people find your stuff? Yeah.
3: So, I mean, I'm right now I'm currently working as a postdoctoral fellow at the Scripps Research Institute. What? You got I'm a grant? You got a the, new grant? I That's did get a grant. which So this is a, a career transition award. Um, so what this means is that I'll be funded for a couple of years at the Scripps, and then I'll be transitioning into my own uh, – Lab at some place wherever they want to hire me.
4: Cool, so it's, and your grant it, uh, travels
3: with you. Yeah, my grant travels with me. Nice. So it's a nice thing to have. It's it's a huge yeah. uh, um, advantage when you're getting on uh, going onto the job market. And it's like as for starving comedians, it's also tough for scientists out there too. Uh, there are a lot more. I've yeah. been ter- I've been turned down for every grant for, I've applied uh, to at the Comedy <laughs> yes, Institute. Yeah, fuckers. It, it, it's I find the analogies between comedy and science to be actually very uh, apt. Uh, there's an awful lot that's in common we could talk about. Wow. Oh, yeah. Just trying to find gigs. Well, for, uh, trying to find yeah. gigs, absolutely. And you like sending yeah. your application. The respect uh, for, of your to get peers, into festivals. The 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 we have festivals peers we call them conferences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you send in applications because yeah. you want to talk at the conference. Mm-hmm. And most of them get rejected because yeah. most of the research out there Jealous, is jealousy of, of people who absolutely. aren't. Absolutely. Yeah. As, and some people yeah. have connections. And you're like, how the fuck did that guy get into that conference? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. His research sucks,
2: buddy. Yeah. Just because he has a funny mustache. Yeah. Right, so no no, no, no reference to you by the
0: way. <laughs> Andy currently oh, has a funny. I didn't even <laughs> mention that. Yeah, I, I'm about to head up to Portland. I'm driving to Portland, um, and I've had a must. I've had a beard for the last two months, and you can't just shave a beard all at once. Right. So I was like, "Well, I want to just do something funny." So, so Andy's have, currently
1: a circus strongman from the <laughs> yeah, 19th yeah. century. <laughs> so I have a
0: ridiculous head of a mustache, and I'm about to hop in the car in in an hour with a stranger I found off a ride-sharing site who's going to basically pay for my gas, this 25-year-old kid from Belgium, and he's going to have to ride with the guy with the, yeah, with who's, the who's serial lips, killer mustache. Yeah, whose
2: lips have sideburns. Yeah, that's his lips have but sideburns. But also, you're
1: about to go to Portland, so you're like, brace yourself, kid. Everyone looks like this up there. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I guess I'm just sort of inoculating him to the mustache. Yeah, yeah. You
1: have, should like, know. Like, there's right. this, there's food trucks, and yeah. it's weed, and that's, that's yeah. Portland for you. That's the
0: entirety of it. So, uh, yeah. uh, okay,
3: so um, uh, I'm I'm giving a talk at the Scripps Research
0: Institute <laughs> <laughs> relatively soon. Really? Nice. Yeah,
3: um, uh, so if, if anyone in the San Diego area... Wants oh, that's to something that's open to, to the public. I know we yes, definitely have listeners in the, the San public. Diego area. Yes, and I, I highly doubt anyone uh, outside of the neuroscience
1: community in San Diego will come.
3: You but, never know. It's, um, it's called, uh, a listening? call
0: to action yes. to our listeners. Check Seriously, out. go to this and then yes. also say hi and yes. introduce yourself and say that you Absolutely. heard. Yeah.
1: Um, so where? what date is that?
3: <laughs> uh, so I think this has probably come out after and it's uh, uh, it's the end of this week, unfortunately. Uh, but yes, uh, right. Damn it. I know. Uh, and um, I'm giving a poster at the Society for Neuroscience conference. Like what poster? Um, what giving movie? A po- oh, Jesus. Well, this is important. You guys should know this as a science uh, podcast. But part of science communication at these conferences, if you're not good enough to speak at them, you will end up giving a poster. It's sort of like a consolation prize. And I doubt they do this at comedy festivals because oh, a, a comedy poster would look like Yeah, there's a lot of hangers-on. Yeah, so, yeah, I've well, been that I, This guy. isn't hangers-on because it's something that like a way to communicate so science. So what does yeah. a poster involve? Basically, it's like a big four foot by three foot poster where you have like it's kind of laying on a scientific paper where you have an introduction you talk about your methods and then you present your results that's the oh it's
2: like, thing. Fair, like yeah, it's like a science fair like in grade school yeah it's like a
3: science fair except you don't have an exhibit like yeah. a like a volcano i did a with, science uh, experiment in grade school
2: about whether ice melts faster in water or air there you go and i and the reason i did it was because i didn't do any experiment at all for that science fair and the teacher made me do that during recess <laughs> <laughs> Yep. and that's when I became a comedian
3: but it's like all scientists and you know you have like the people that are doing related research coming up to you and you can present your research because it's one thing to talk about it without having visual aids it's much easier if you can show them like this is what I guess that'd be equivalent of like there's the
1: book shows and there's the open mic
2: yeah kind of yeah it's it's kind of like or open like mic. But, yeah. but it's because like an open it's mic, it's booked. Yeah, but yeah. you're
0: calling him an open micer, is what you're doing.
2: Right? No, because yeah. yeah. he's <laughs> also doing well, other no, it's conferences. At least as an open micer, the only other people who are interested are other scientists that are at the fest. It's like no, no audience goes to open mics. We have at, to be I... asked specifically yes. to do the poster. Yeah. You can't. I can't <laughs> rock up with a poster of like,
1: "Here's my science." <laughs> and like, like, it's just a picture I'm of a cat you found on the internet, and you've written the word "cat" underneath it. By the way,
3: in the science world, I guess I'm the equivalent of an open mic. I still go to open mics. But I get invited to do showcases, but I'm like an opener.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's kind of
3: where I'm at. And eventually I'll be doing, like soon getting... Like headline step- shows. Well, well you just, like got, your he,
1: then he your just got your run. you just got your exactly. That. He's got an agent. Yeah. Yes. If yeah. any of you guys a, had, he's got a, a development deal to bring in.
2: But I think it's similar. Science to Science, uh, comedy, and science like the respect of your peers is very important. Yes. at least to me, and comedy is like that's because that's they they can open doors for you and yeah. they, they yeah. You, you know part you can it, become yeah. part of a community and then you see new scientists that right. suck and they're really annoying and they come up and ask you stupid questions at open mics. Yeah,
0: that's true. So any listeners who are still deciding whether to pursue a career in the sciences, kids, all we can tell you is that you have to get a PhD just to become an opener. So if yeah. you're deciding <laughs> between yeah. science and comedy... Sure. Yeah. PhD and,
1: and years of postdoc study. Yeah. Right. So Are, that, part, s- that part is different. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Do you ever find, like, you know, up-and-coming scientists stealing your science? <laughs> oh, <sure>. That happens, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. Really? Of course. Wow. Yes.
3: Yeah, people steal ideas all the time. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they'll hear they'll hear a talk someplace and be like, wow, that's not even published yet. I'm going to try to do this. And I mean, there have been Nobel Prizes that have been disputed over because of uh, things that that were thought to have been stolen. But is that, like, a partnership gone
2: wrong, split?
3: No, just someone stealing an idea. Like, I had heard it someplace and, like, you know, through the pipeline or or through a grant proposal, because usually a grant proposal has preliminary data. And, yeah, that does happen. Yeah, it's like... Right. It's very similar. (laughs) I see the grant
1: proposal and think that's an interesting thing to study and our lab is better set up to get into that. And if the person is lucky
3: enough to be reviewing the grant proposal, one, they think these are great ideas and two, they get to kill the grant proposal. They'd be like, oh, these are problems here, this, this, this. Oh, so that's even a level more malicious. There's a ton of
2: backstabbing like that. Yeah.
3: It's terrible. That's,
2: it's shitty. Yeah, or reviewing papers, it's the same thing. And you can get away with it though. There, I mean, there must be a mechanism for. There for, are mechanisms for getting away ways of appealing. It. And, yeah, yeah, but it, you know, if you're a big name, and you so I, I it, should stop just... tweeting all my sitcom ideas. You should stop. Yeah, to. yeah. yeah. I, same all for right. me. I should well, stop. Well, a friend tweeting of mine
0: wrote a book. Uh, um, Although my three dads, I think it's going <laughs> to. <get>, I think, <laughs> it's take, I think <laughs> My sixty-nine dads. dads. A friend
1: of mine wrote a book that was reviewed in a newspaper unfavorably by someone who'd written a similar book. Oh really? Oh wow! And even at the time, we're like, yeah, that's. Bullshit. And then we looked right. up that guy and he wasn't a good writer. But we was still like, You
3: yeah. fucked over off. So he did it first. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's that kind of thing.
1: Wow. Yeah.
3: I
0: did. There was an, a food critic in uh, in Portland who wrote up a restaurant. Like, all, if you looked at all of his uh, articles together, you'd see this trend. Someone pointed it out. Like, he's always saying there's not enough salt. It turned out he worked for like this <laughs> salt <laughs> distributor. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> was trying to get more sea salt into restaurants.
1: Wow.
0: Self serving food critics yeah. and scientists yeah. and yeah. comedians. Jeez. And all
1: that. On that depressing note, uh, (laughs) um, Hank, we should find where can our
2: listeners find your stuff. Well, uh, follow me on Twitter. I always like uh, having that tiny bit of happiness in my day when I get a new follower at Hank underscore Thompson. Please, that's cool. Um, And that's Thompson with a P in the middle. With a P in the middle, correct? Spelled correctly. That's an English last name, by the way. So maybe we should talk. Maybe you know (laughs) some. And uh, yeah, t- uh, that's my Twitter. Uh, youtubecom slash comedy is a channel I run for the Young Turks, Young Turks. Network. Young and Turkish if you look at a... it
1: right now, I think one of the most recent yes. episodes or several like episodes is me on the Jimmy Joe
2: yeah. show. Yeah, Matt Kirshen was our guest. You were fantastic. Yeah, you, you were great. So great. Oh, oh. So great. so great. since I moved to LA, I've noticed everybody's great. Everybody's great. Aren't yeah, yeah, I met him. He's great. He's so great. Oh, his stuff is great. It's great. No, you just good you just don't good want question. to piss anybody off. Very good question. But no, it's uh, great. I'll be putting up a playlist for that soon, so you can watch all of them in sequence. And uh, I got some ideas and stuff if I want to make happen on the comedy channel and it's going to be fun I, I'm new to LA so I'm just learning this town and uh, working a lot of long hours so I haven't been doing a ton of comedy I did flappers Burbank on a Friday that was cool nice. so nice. Hope, hoping to get out more Chris, are you on in Twitter or Facebook? or I
3: am on Twitter. You can actually find me on afferent underscore input. So that's Nerd. a scientific term. <laughs> I had run a blog at one point, it was about neuroscience, neuroeconomics, and economics and politics. But uh, and that was called afferent input, which is a good spell name at. for afferent is a f f e r e n t underscore input. Spell underscore. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, don't spell. It's not that. my podcast. I, I'm yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still, I still pod, use Twitter I, yeah. mostly. It's for like. You know, sending out pictures of my kids or commenting on friends and things. But I, I, yeah. I also, if I see interesting neuroscience articles, I do post those too, and I'm going to cool. be doing that more
2: and more. So, yep. Yeah. If awesome. you want to follow me, you can follow me there. Nice. Uh, also follow yeah. porn stars on Twitter for pictures of their toes and their puppies. <laughs> 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 I do a lot of that. I show a lot of pictures of my toes and, and their puppies. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> and on that note i think that's about that's it for this excellent. week
1: um as well, like once again, thank you listeners please do um write in email us probably science gmail.com tweet us at probably science uh go and see my show in london on the fourth uh at the uh, phoenix fringe which is by oxford circus uh phoenixfringe.co.uk and um and write nice things about us on itunes it costs no money Uh, Please do give us money if you want to, but if you want to support Mm -hmm. us without giving us money, uh, write nice things about us on iTunes and give us nice star ratings and tell your friends because that really helps spread the word about our show. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, Our first sibling pair. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're only.
2: uh, Dr. Chris
1: Thompson and not a Dr. Hank Thompson. Good to be here.
2: Thank you. Uh,
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And uh, we're we're traveling, so I don't know what's going to happen with the episodes in the next few weeks, but we'll be trying to do stuff separately for a bit. And so we'll see
0: how. Maybe I'll do one on the road in Portland, but we'll try to keep these coming every week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks.